Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Mad Mamluks. I'm Mahin and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Sheikh Hamar Saeed, Sim, and Mort. And on today's show, we are blessed to be graced with the presence of someone who's very well known to the community here in North America and around the world, Baba Ali, uh, the one known comedian, and also the same gentleman who runs half or founder of halfardeen.com. So Baba Ali, thank you so much uh, for coming through and uh, we're here in Houston, Texas in our hotel room and you know, having the chance to chat with you. So appreciate you coming through. Awesome. Salam alaikum, everybody. I'm really happy to be here. First time meeting you guys. An amazing podcast. I can't believe that this is such an amazing success. And I'm really, really excited to be here. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. So, uh, go ahead. So, you know, I, I think the, um, you know, people know, a lot of times they know your story. You know, you're of a Persian background, right? Yeah. And then, but you weren't Muslim originally. Yes. And then you converted to Islam. Yeah. Um, for those of people who don't know, can you give us a quick, like, you know, two two minute summary of your background. Because I wish it would be so easy and yeah. so simple, but yeah. my story is kind of weird and yeah. funny. And actually, it's part of my stand up comedy set. Okay. <laughs> and people end up laughing. So it's, it's not like if someone gave me a Quran and wow, mashallah, I had a teardrop and said, okay, I want to become Muslim. Right. It was the exact opposite. Um, in fact, I say, Alhamdulillah, Allah showed me Islam before He showed me the Muslims. Mm. And the rest <laughs> of it is their history. So, in a short summary, I was a kid that grew up with absolutely no religion whatsoever. Parents basically hid religion away from me. Uh, the people who grew up rich in the part of Iran, they were very secular, and the people who were poor were very religious. So when we came to America, we came here on vacation, and the revolution broke out, we ended up staying. So my parents didn't tell, teach me much about Islam, actually nothing about Islam, and when they found out I became Muslim, it kind of, they kind of freaked out. So that was a really awakening moment. It took my mom uh, three years just to, fact, to, to accept the fact that I'm Muslim, and took like even more years than that until one day I found out she's actually Muslim. So she accepted Islam a few years ago. So I didn't preach to her. I didn't give her, oh, here's a copy of the Quran, nothing like that. Instead, I just said, let me do something different. Let me show what being a Muslim will be like. Wow. So I'm going to act like what Islam teaches as what a son would treat his mother. Awesome. And let the actions of Islam speak instead of me saying, oh, the ayah says this and the Quran says this. So okay, what if all that says, what are you doing? So I said, okay, I got to show her through actions. So was there a certain type of behavior you had pre-Islam with your family? And yes. after Islam, they saw the Terrible. Difference? Really? Terrible, yeah. Allah yeah. Akbar, man. Yeah, so I was one of the worst kids. In, in fact, when I went to go learn about Islam and they went to an Islamic camp, this was a place I went to go learn about Islam, they told me years later, we had a lot of bad kids at the Islamic camp. By far, you were the worst ever. Really? Wow. In fact, we were, if it didn't snow in, snow that mountain that time because the islamic camp was in the mountains and it was snowing at that winter time we would have put you on a bus by itself and send you back you t normal t kids are not bad and sometimes the kids on the in the middle they don't go bad unless they have a bad influence you took the good kids and made them bad so, <laughs> forget the kids in the middle but so, I, I think you made up for it now man you, you made everybody understand islam and well, alhamdulillah so it's nice that, um, baba when a lot of us start practicing islam um we have parents who don't practice that much. Even though we were born into Muslim families, we experience the same kind of backlash. I remember when me and Sheikh Hamer started practicing the religion, we got some fierce blowback because we were starting to correct our parents in some of their practices. And we're like, no, this isn't really part of Islam. And your understanding of the religion is wrong in this aspect. Very young and, you know, energetic and really eager to tell our parents the correct understanding of Islam as we understood it when we were, you know, 19, 20, 
years old and we got that similar type of blowback where they're like who the hell are you like you're a little punk kid i changed your diapers a few years ago like yeah and all of a sudden you kind of feel like wait i'm religious and i'm practicing and i'm trying to tell you something good and you don't want to accept it like and then you just there's an internal struggle that occurs because of your immaturity yeah my five-year-old daughter's doing that to me right now but but, but, (laughs) i'm serious i got a story for you but until 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 we changed ourselves and our parents saw that we had really in fact changed that's when they started taking what we said more seriously right exactly yeah. yeah, so the story, so my daughter is five years old. She's turned five back in July, right? So people who listen to this podcast know that uh, I uh, follow a method of Imam Malik. And the, the Malikis, most, a lot of the Malikis, they pray with their hands set aside, like subtle, which is called subtle. And uh, so I'm praying with my hands set aside. My daughter will come up to me and she'll like grab my arms and like <laughs> wrap them up. I love it. <laughs> well, you have the Haram police at home. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, they sort of young. I was like, must be these, uh, you know... <laughs> These teachers at school teach me this way, right? Yeah. You know, I, I gotta like, I, I, I gotta, I started to Islamic school, so I don't gotta do anything. And yeah. now I'm gotta like, now I gotta, now they're making me work, right? Because I got, you know, you know what I'm saying? But like, so your project, Hafar Dean, it's really interesting timing that we have you on at this time because just a couple of days ago, we did a YouTube live with, with a good friend of ours, uh, Fahim Farouk. He's a brother from Toronto. He's a, he's a young cat, 25, single, but runs like, uh, he, he's like a, he runs like a men's, like a life fitness, coach, life coach kind of stuff. Focus yeah. 180. You know, yeah, he's doing a lot of good work. Really mature 25 year old kid, but single. And we were just trying to get an understanding of the landscape yeah. of, you know, how it is for a single guy in this day and age, right? Because us here, we're, you know, we, we've been in the marriage game for a while now. Um, but, you know, and we didn't have half our Dean. I remember. So there is a is Practimate uh, still around? When we were young, we had Nasib. Nasib? No, we had AOL chat. AOL chat. You guys are revealing your ages, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone was about, no, but you're actually right. I think the first actual like organized hookup, yeah, or was like Nasib.com. Yeah. And I think they used to actually organize like Isna like meetups, right? And Did I they think really? like Yeah, huh? Did they really I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They actually had like an Isna meetup and but I remember when I actually first went to that, like I was, I used to post on there. At that time, I had become like, just like into my religion. And I was posting like, oh, like I was the Haram police on like on the blog. I was like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> That's Haram. So I, I went to the meetup because there were other guys that were there. And I realized that like, that Muslims that wanted to get married, but they, did, they, they thought they were one way online. And when they met, like they were just completely different. And like, it ended up being like, this entire fiasco, like in the middle of the Isna lobby, like you're not who you are, you know. That's like Muslim and, catfish. Yeah, but it was exactly. <laughs> that was the first time I heard of that. Like apparently, like there was like stories of like you know just just crazy stories. I don't want to get into it, but crazy stories about like you know how people thought they were somebody else, and when they met, they were just completely different people. And I think it put a lot of people off about like trying to find a spouse online, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think now with half your dean, a lot of that's kind of changed now. So what we, what, I'll tell you guys my story. When I was looking to get married, I didn't know how to find my other half. I didn't know which website worked. And you talk about Nasib.com. We had a lot of these weird, they don't, the websites don't even exist today. So I didn't, wasn't sure which website worked. So I joined all of them. <laughs> and I put a very specific profile that said, if some sisters read it, they'll be offended. That's how specific the profile was. I wasn't even looking for a sister who was thin. I said, I'm looking for a fast metabolism. So I, I want you to be able to eat whatever you want to eat and then lose. I was like, I was like it was crazy. It was very offensive. Why, but, why is it offensive? Because some sister, who are you to judge and this and that? Oh, like boy. some sister, you know, especially oh. in the politically correct world. Those we are live the in people today. who 
don't have the fast metabolism. Right? <laughs> but, but anyways, go ahead. Hey, we're with a comedian, okay? Yeah, we, we can make true. this kind of joke. So yeah, I, I, I was very specific, but I told him that this is all the stuff I will do for you. So this is what I'm looking for, and this is what you're going to get in, in a husband. This is what I can offer you as a husband. So I, I was waiting for one sister. Class said, look, a whole bunch of people are going to be offended. But if one sister responds to this, I am good. Mm, 17 people smart. responded. 17. I was like, man, these people are lying to me. Because nobody is going to fit these. So I said, okay, these, these websites don't work. I need to come up with a new system. So I sent a bunch of girls. I came up, I sent all the girls actually a series of questions that didn't have right or wrong answers. And all the girls answered it. One of them answered it correctly. That's the one I married 17 years ago. Wait, wow. so you actually created like a system, like a, I mean, a, like a fail state system in an email format, like in response to them. Yes. And they would fill out basically a questionnaire. Yes. Wow, Not yes or no impressive. questions, right? They were oh, questions that don't have right or wrong answers. And did I'll they get, know I'll, that they were talking about Ali or no? This is before I was famous. Nobody this knew. was five years before Baba. Oh, yeah. Five right, years right. before I was right. famous. And so the skeptic in me will say, Baba, hang on. I'm sure that worked for you. You're one out of many people. Humans are Human beings are not a monolithic creation. Your questionnaire may have certainly worked in your situation, but it may not work in other people's situation. Why don't you give... Apps like Minder a chance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm swiping left real quick. So as I was in, <laughs> so what's gonna happen is I, I came back and my friends said, like, "How'd you meet this girl?" So I came with these questions. Can't see those questions. I gave him the questions. He got married. He has three kids right now. Next guy, can I borrow those questions? I'm like, dude, I should build a website. He was my first success story. Yeah. Now we have 1,800 around 1,800 success stories. Wow. And we use questions to figure out who's a match and who's not. And the the trick behind it is questions that don't have right or wrong answers. I'll give you guys an example. If I asked you guys, what does the world need more of? Do we need more justice or do, do we need more mercy? What would your answer be? Uh, what, justice. What, and what would you guys say? I'd say justice. Mercy. I'm a little problematic. I'll tell you why. I, I, no, just listen. <laughs> between those two dude, words, one. you're over right. You have one answer. Between those choose one, justice. Okay, so we have justice and mercy, different answers, four guys who know each other, but they came with different answers. But there's no right or wrong answer. No, there's too many liberals. R- reason I asked you this <laughs> question. Mercy where there was too much mercy. <laughs> I was actually revealing, a di- I was asking you really a different question. The real question I was asking you is, are you more fair or more forgiving? Mm. And look at Allah subhanahu wa nine names. Two of them is the most just and the most merciful or most forgiving. And that's really, there's no right or wrong answer. These are two of Allah's names. So you, it's good to be just and it's good to be merciful. So... Then I ask you the question, how would your ideal match answer this question? Mm-hmm. You want a girl who's more fair or more forgiving? My wife is more fair, while my friend's wife is more forgiving. Everyone has a different preference. Now, the girl mm-hmm. I'm speaking to has no idea what my correct answer is. Yeah. Like, ask a tough question that people cannot answer easily. Like, but would you want a spouse that is, like, let's just say you're forgiving and your spouse is forgiving? I, I don't think that's a good match. I think, no, I think it's whatever your preference is. No, I, I think... Uh, you, but oh, it's, well, it, it, it's just based on answer. It doesn't mean they... Im- they're completely mercy all the time. Yeah, it just means it's just that that's a little the word bit more. That they chose. Mm. A word you choose on a question just kind of indicates where the direction is going. It's like a general okay. feeling, right? Yeah, Pretty it's much? like 55 yeah. 45. Oh, okay. 60 right. 40. And when I say you're just, doesn't mean, okay, these guys, oh, no, no mercy. Only in this justice, room. don't care about anything else. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, that's why he had a tough time. Like, okay, I'm in the middle, kind of. Most people are in the middle, but it's like 60 40 or 70 30. Thank you. Maybe I'm feel better from because the they perspective didn't like that. Of, <laughs> you know, the notion of, you know, opposites attract, and you should get, if you're going to be the merciful person, you should get a justice person just to. Make the chemistry. No, I think in other attributes, maybe yeah. opposites attract. Maybe personality types. Right. And we'll discuss. I can discuss that with you guys too. Yeah. But when I asked those questions, I jumped and I. Oh, I'll give you another question. I asked. You can ask. Is like, 
what's the toughest thing for you to follow in Islam and why? I mean, these are hard questions that people don't really think about. Oh, that's pretty and easy. What's your What's your toughest thing for you to follow in Islam? Being, um, wait. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
there's a guy, then television stations start contacting me. And I got invited for SubhanAllah. From this show, from these videos, I've been done shows for in front of 40,000 people. The royal family has contacted me. Uh, someone says, come perform for 10 minutes for us. Yeah. Someone said, invite. I was like, what? And the first video you made, was this around what, like 19? 2006. 2006. Yeah, it was July 2006. 19 what? 19 what? I it was the end of the 90s. Well, how old am I, guys? There. Might as well call me grandpa. You, 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 you gotta forgive Sheikh Amr. Sheikh Amr was yeah, gone for 11 years. Sheikh Amr has been in Egypt for a long time. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> no, I, it so seems like a long time. He's like it a time traveler. No, it seems, like a, joke it seems like a really long time to me. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It, it, it was a long time. It was like 12 years ago, guys. You know, mashallah, Sheikh Amr is a well-traveled Talib al-Ilm. He has multiple ijazah in Islam. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't he's a that's a catch but so what I one thing I want to know is like you are a comedian and you make people laugh and you talk about real things you're not vulgar you know how to attract people your videos did uh, you know spoke volumes how did you incorporate that with halfyourdean.com like where does that connect is there a connection so what happened is I'll tell you I'll let me rewind a little bit I actually start I was a guy who used to invent board games I was making board games and this games sold worldwide. And I was actually at Isna one year and I rented two booths and I just put one game and I filled up the booths with just one game. And everyone would walk by and say, what is going on here? Because they would see 20 people playing the game. They were playing, so many people were playing, they were sitting on the floor playing. And I would, and I would stand in front of the booth and I would say, excuse me, brother. I says, yes. When was the last time you saw this many people playing a Muslim board game? And he would shake his head and say, never. Come, let me show you. And I would show him how to play the game. He'll sit down. He'll play it. The next person, excuse me. Yes. When was the last time you saw 21 people playing so this board game? And then one guy walks by and says, I have a television station. You want to come and watch, do this on TV? I mean, talk about your game on TV? I said, for free? So yeah, fly you down. You come down and do all this stuff. So I, I flew down, did the show. And while I was there, the guy started talking to me. And I said, what? I said, wow, this, this is a studio? This is a camera? Man, forget games. I can change the world. I just need a camera. So I flew back and I said, let me make a videos for Ummah, for the Muslims. And I called Ummah Films. Yeah. I come back, buy a bunch of equipment. I put my, almost all my savings into it. I don't know anything about cameras. I found Muslim director, Muslim filmmakers. I said, guys, you guys are always been talking about movies and films. Here's $10,000 worth of equipment. Take it, go make a movie. He says, thank you, brother. Three months later, what'd you guys make? Yeah, we, we'll show you the footage. They show me eight seconds of footage and this guy is eating cereal and his sister's walking in the background. I'm like, give me my camera equipment back. So <laughs> you, guys have, you guys are useless. Yeah. So I grabbed all this equipment. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? I don't know how to even use this stuff. I don't know how to use this $5,000 camera. Yeah. So I put it in my daughter's room. I'm set up to tripod. I'm like, I got to go to Juma. I go to Juma. The guy's giving me the same khutbah. It's the same boring thing. It's like, you know, I wish same, you guys can see his face. Oh, man, yeah. to tell you, it's like, it's like repeating over and over. I'm like, like you talk about voodoo khutbah. I'm like, dude, if we don't know how to make voodoo, in 20 minutes, these guys are in trouble because uh, these okay. are like 90 years old. They've been praying. They know how to make voodoo. Why are we doing voodoo khutbahs? <laughs> I go back to home. I'm like, I know what I'm going to talk about. I turn the camera and I talk about Juma. All the funny things that happen in Juma. Yeah. I sent to a couple of friends. They sent to more friends and more friends. Eventually, 100 videos later, 20 million views. And I tell people, if I knew this many people were watching, I would actually dress nicer. I'm <laughs> dressed in sleeping clothes because most of these film videos are filmed in the middle of the night Holy while my God. wife is sleeping. Because I'm so camera shy and so stage fright that I don't let anyone watch me film. I film privately. That's pretty dope, Isn't that dude. crazy? Like, That's um, just speaking from my perspective, like a lot of us who are uh, in entertainment, just in comedians and, and, and entertainers, they all deal with the same uh, 
level of anxiety and stage fright and you know and then they end up going into that world oh bro let me tell you how it happened so most people they love stand-up comedy they watch stand-up comedy in my entire life i've been to one stand-up comedy show in the 1990s i don't like stand-up comedy i don't watch it so what happened was I did these videos on YouTube. They got popular. People kept inviting me. They thought I was a really funny entertainer. And I kept telling people, no, no, this is, I'm, I'm stage fright. Oh, you're being hot, humble. You're being humble. I'm like, no, I'm not being humble. I really can't talk in front of people. I really can't. I can't talk in front of my wife. No, mashallah. I'm like, no, someone stop saying mashallah. I can't. One sister, Northern California, convinced me, wouldn't take no for an answer. And I hung up and I said, what did I just agree to? I'm supposed to go talk live. It's okay. So it'd be like 20 other guys. They want me to give a speech. At that point, I wasn't even a comedian. And I go there and I'm like, I get there. I'm like, okay, what's going on? He says, oh, yeah, there's a, they're showing a film by this game named Hassan Man- Manhaj, the guy who's Minaj, famous now. Hassan Manhaj, yeah. He's doing a short film. Oh, he's just, I knew him before he was famous. And we became yeah. friends before he was famous. Oh, wow. uh, so, and we used to go to the same masjid. Wow. So, uh, North Hollywood masjid. So what happened was that he was sh- they were showing his film and then you're going to give a talk. I'm like, wait, wait, who, who's the main speaker? So you are. What? No, 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 I'm not a speaker. I thought I was just going to do like five minutes. No, no, everyone's here to see you. There's 250 people here. They paid or whatever. I'm like, oh, well, this is crazy. So I get up on stage. I have notes that I wrote and my hands are shaking so much that I can't even speak. I can't even read it. And I remember it was just one big blur. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, 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 I'm like, I threw the thing. I'm like, I, I literally threw the papers. I threw the papers. I said, guys, I'm not a public speaker. And they started laughing just like you just laughed. And, they, and I said, no, I'm really not a public. And they kept laughing. And whatever I said, they kept laughing. So I would vent. I'm like, guys, let me tell you what happens. And they vent. And I walk off the stage. I'm like, this was the worst ever. And the guy walks up to me and says, that was hilarious. Can you do the same comedy act at our event next? <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't comedy. He's like, he's still doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Since that day. It was a big misunderstanding. Yeah, he's doing it. Misunderstanding. He's hilarious. You know what this reminds me of? You ever heard of like Kirby enthusiasm? Yeah. Like the guy who always gets shafted and he gets put in this situation. He had to deal with Dude, this is my life. This is my life. So since that day till today, I've done 350 shows around the world and I don't, I'm not a professional comedian by any means. I don't go to comedy shows. I go on stage. I'm like, my friends make fun of me and says, dude, like I, I work with Nasheed singers and other guys and like, dude, we had to practice our songs. You, you just walk up and talk about your day and you leave. You dress in dress, yeah. jeans and a t-shirt like you're dressed right now. Literally, this exact same clothes I wear. I walk up and say, so let me tell you what happened the other day. And you walk off stage and they pay you? Yeah, I don't know. They they laugh. Just like you guys are laughing right now. Like I don't know what they think find so funny. You know what it is though? I think there's some people who are just like, they have that personality where they could just be, like they can be on stage and just do anything and people will laugh at them. Right? I, somebody, like, yeah, they're laughing comical. at me. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? Some people, like they, they enjoy that. Like, they get by. Like, I mean, dude, there are plenty of people who say dumb things and they're not funny. Like I mean, I, I'm, easily triggered by dumb things right i hate one of my peeves is like unintelligence right i mean i i i, I get like yes guys i ran about stuff all the time because i can't stand it right but there'll be every once in a while there'll be somebody who's just in his own nature he's just comical the way he says something like you know he'll just say something like oh my god it's hilarious like, he didn't even mean to be funny but it's Gestures, funny facial you know? expressions yeah. yeah like and i think you have that natural Bro, charisma like, I mean, to here's the funny thing when i start making those youtube videos my wife i said Did you watch the video no i didn't get a chance it's been a week yeah i haven't been busy like, none of my friends watch the videos. I'm like, <laughs> I, like I thought, like, okay, this is terrible. Then I realized all these other people who don't know me watch and yeah, they think it's hilarious. Happens to us, right? Same thing happens to us. Our friends don't listen to us. And, I, and when they tell me, like, hey, I don't listen to your podcast, I'm like, thank you, because I use stories from our childhood. <laughs> your your right. stories in the podcast. And 
uh, it would be it would make for an awkward moment when you realize that I'm talking about you in the podcast <laughs> or Sheikh Amr. Yeah, you remember some of the the stories we bring up regarding some of our friends struggling with the faith. Like, man, if that friend was actually listening to the podcast, it would bro, I can tell you really who moment. watches the videos. I'm shocked. Like, I would go through. Oh, I can tell you so many stories, man. I can. I, I was going to a comedy show. I, like, okay, my stand up comedy. I do stand up comedy, and I'm going out to the airport. And uh, I'm going through customs, and I'm Canada. Are you uh, Baba Ali? I'm like, yeah, come with us. Like, well, okay, you mind if we take a picture? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm taking picture with security, and I don't know if they're customs, border control, and me with a bunch of guys, and I'm standing there awkwardly, and they're all like <laughs> arms around me. I'm like, is this a trick, or am I being punked right now? What's the, it's like, am I going to jail? What am I doing? They're fans of the show. I'm like, what? I go to TSA. Hey, it's Bob Ali. And I turn around to the TSA guy saying this to me. And I'm like, <laughs> am I in trouble? <laughs> and I'm, I randomly checked for the right reasons, it's I guess. Yeah, same, same stuff happens to us at the airport. What, more, what happened to you with that one? Oh, yeah. So I was, in, I was landing in Chicago. I was coming off. And I was talking to somebody on the phone. And some girl comes, hey, are you from the Mad Mamluks? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, think I recognize your voice in the phone. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, I'm traveling back to Chicago, you know? But just random stuff that happens like that. But here's one thing, though. I kind of wanted to circle back to something, going back to, like, how you started off. Yeah. I think a lot of Muslims have great ideas, and they have, like, these amazing, you know, um, initiatives they want to do, but they're always afraid of just starting it off. Like, they're always afraid, like, oh, you know, I don't have the resources. I don't have the money. I think the secret is right where you guys already have the answer. Look at you guys, four guys who know each other, who had an idea, and you pushed it, and you pushed each other to get this stuff done. You have each other, and you support each other, and that's what it is. When I was making my first board game, it cost 18 grand to do it. I didn't have 18,000. I have a few thousand dollars saved. So what I did is I made a prototype, showed it to some friends. Every single person I showed it to, they're like, dude, this is really good. Can I invest in this? I said, yeah. And I said, look... You want to invest? You want to invest? You want six people invested? We raised eighteen. We had eighteen thousand dollars together. I said, guys, we all take a fair share out of this. We all took based on how much you invested. You get that cut. That game made it like a twenty-six percent return. Even haram interest doesn't get you twenty-six percent interest. And they're all like, "What's the next project?" And I made I made so much money off of that. I made my second game by myself with my wife, and that sold more games in one month than the other game made in a year. Wow, so and then from there I raised more money. So. I have being surrounded with the right people is the answer to that. And not being afraid of failure, I think, right? Yeah, I if that's one of the questions of the marriage question. If you couldn't fail, what would you do? And that's a, it's actually a trick question because you shouldn't be afraid of failure. Whatever's stopping you, it's like, okay, if I wasn't afraid of failure, I would start a podcast. That's no excuse. You should be starting the podcast right now. Yeah. No. Nothing. So I this see, is it's being around the right people who have the right mindset to push you because you said my friends don't even listen to me. Yeah. Well, these guys that are sitting around you not only listen to you, but they're with you and they're on the mic yeah. and doing this with you. And that tells you a lot about who, who has your back. And you know what's funny? You probably know this too, but once you do get kind of famous a little bit, maybe people are like, oh yeah, hey, I know this guy. Like it starts saying, hey, I know this guy. Oh, you know? okay. Let me tell you something funny that you guys <laughs> share with you guys I've never shared so far. So this is exclusive for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> so... <laughs> A majority of the time, people walk up to me, hey, Baba Ali, how are you doing? Long time. I feel so bad that I have absolutely no idea who this person is. <laughs> this happens about 80% of the time. It happened in the lobby right now when we were coming yeah. in. <laughs> hey, Ali, what's going on? You saw this. What's going on? I was like, uh, yeah, how's it going? So what I do is like, 
I quickly, instead of offending them, because I realized if I don't know who they are, they get offended. And it's, yeah. it's, they don't understand I meet like 100,000 people. Yeah. I can't remember everybody. You remember me? When? Remember 2008? I'm like, dude, that's like 10 years ago. So now I have a way to get around it to say, oh, stop making brothers. Hey, what is the love? Whatever they do, I take it up one more level. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're, this is Kirby enthusiasm on steroids. They're bro. like, how you doing? I'm like, no, how are you doing? I said, oh, you remember me? Bro, do you remember me? Baba Ali? Yeah, yeah, I remember you. Okay, good, man. I thought you forgot for a second. Then I hug him. And then I said, bro, how's it been? You're still in, uh, are you moving or are you still in the same place? Say, so, yeah, I'm still in Chicago. Okay, good, cool, man. Because I'm in, you forgot where I was, do you? Yeah, yeah no, I do. I, he actually feels bad. I forgot where you are. I'm in LA, dude. I'm in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's like, Don't worry, man. I know people forget sometimes. And I'm making this guy feel bad. That's I'm awesome. just playing along, playing along. We're talking for 10, 15 minutes. How are the kids? How are this? Nah, da, da. And then he walks away. And my friend's like, who is that? I have no idea. Right. <laughs> this has happened at Isna. Dude. At Isna. My friend's like, you talked to the guy for 50. And the one guy walks in. Dude, we had a one and a half hour conversation. This was like a few months ago. This wasn't like years ago. And my and I was like, yeah. And we just talked. You know, and you know you what? Know, though? That, that, that's that, why that's I came back to the booth three times. I'm like, hey. Do you remember me? 100 people. You know what I mean? I'm going to make you remember me and take my number now. And come and get my remember I He comes yeah. back with a t-shirt, the business card. He's like, hey, hey, you remember? <laughs> No, uh, that's important. It's actually uh, leads to my next point: why you should have your wife handle a lot of your contacts. Because I started having this same problem where people are just approaching me saying that, "Hey, we had this conversation," you know, talking about the podcast, people coming on. I I can I can't keep track of anyone anymore. Bro, let me tell you, so my wife I'm is having my wife take care of it. Keeps me super humble, right? No matter how many views, no matter how much stuff that happens. She watched me, people taking pictures with me at, like I was at Istanbul one time. People, all these people were lined up taking pictures. And my wife's like, is, you guys know this is the guy who takes out the trash at our place and cleans diapers, right? <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, are you, wow. who, why you guys, this guy cleans diapers? My wife is zero, zero. Like, I'm, okay, I met her for the first time. The first time I ever met my wife, she was sitting on a park bench. I had a nice halal gap. I was standing up. She was sitting down. And after 20 minutes of speaking to her, I took out my video camera. And she's like, what's that for? And this is before Baba Ali. And I was like, well, if we actually get married, I want to record this because one day we might have kids and they'll ask, how'd you meet? So I'm going to record from this moment to the time we marry. And I did. I made it to a two-hour movie. When I give it to my wife, you know what she said? Yeah, I'll watch it later. I don't have time right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's my wife. You want to keep me in check? That's how you keep it. Ah, it's okay. She watched it like, I don't know, five years later? Like, it's not, I'll watch it 10 more minutes from now. Yeah. I mean, any other girl's like, what? You made it to a DVD? Yeah. And it has a DVD case and it has a, our picture and it has the whole description. Yeah, I mean, I spent hours working on this. Oh, it's okay. I'll watch it later. Okay. So I, I, you know, I, wait, I, don't, I noticed that with a lot of wives, though. They know how to keep the other woman at bay. Like, hey, he's not, he's not nobody. He's, he's nobody. Just, you know, keep your eyes off away from him. No, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. My wife is, because if you watch me, she says yeah. you, you, you act weird with girls. You're acting too weird. So I'm, I'm socially awkward sisters because I'm, I don't feel comfortable with the opposite yeah. gender. And I think that because I'm a convert and I kind of learned about Islam yeah. and it's, it's different than just being born with it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just I don't feel comfortable with opposite gender. I feel very comfortable with my wife. I very f- I feel uncomfortable around beautiful sisters like that. that I'm like, oh, so she's gonna be looking through my soul and, and, see, and uh, like, see. He's like, very comfortable with you. Means you ugly. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I also I talk to see. It's funny. Dave Chappelle talks about this. He says yeah. when other performers get together, it's like the league of superheroes. You can only we all connect and we all talk. So when me and famous guys all get together. 
we talk a different conversation that others don't hear. So we talk about, hey, like I was talking to a very famous Nishi singer, I won't say who. And I know a lot of the Nishi singers before they were famous. Like I, or, and other performers before they were famous, bef- men and women. I know like, for example, uh, Maher Zayn. Yeah, I, I met him right here in Houston. Oh, really? We're doing a fundraiser for a homeless shelter, oh, for a woman, woman's uh, shelter. And he's like, Ali, uh, I'm a fan of Bubba Ali. I, I, I know you from your videos. How are you doing? Good. We start talking because we're performing that night together. And I think he was doing Nasheeds and I was going to be doing comedy. And he's like, yeah, I was thinking about doing Nasheeds and I'm starting to get this field. And there's this company called Awakening. What do you think? Should I sign with them? So we're talking. I'm like, and I do. I said, dude, I'm so happy to meet you. We, we talked a little bit. And I said, I have to go. So where do you have to go? I have to do another show tonight. I got two shows back to back tonight, which was another shelter for women. Uh, so, and I met him a few years later. He's blowing up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Marshall, now he's amazing. Like he's a super, superstar. Yeah, so I get together with different people and not with this specific person but a different person we sat down we talked about uh, we had a conversation said, look it's interesting how when you're famous people suddenly want to marry you and when you're nobody oh you're nobody yeah. Yeah. so I said this is why we and he says and I said we appreciate our wife a hundred times more than any of these pretty girls because they don't mean anything because when you have a wife that was with you when you had nothing they're there for day one because one day I won't be famous anymore I'll be nobody. Yeah. I'll be walking on the... It's not like, who's that? My grandpa knows who he is. That's how old he is. You know what I mean? You know, and that's the wisdom, you know, of a successful marriage. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us all successful marriages. I mean, and if we don't have successful marriages, don't Allah give us success in it. The reason being is that the the one of the wisdoms of women or, or wives uh, putting us in check is that they know us like nobody else does. Yep. And that's what we like. That's why we're comfortable around our wives. In a certain way that we can't be comfortable with anybody else. And we know everything about them. And that's why they have that comfort with us. And somebody who's very, very uh, uh, famous or popular, it's easy uh, to, you know, it's easy to forget about your relationships when you're in the limelight and a lot of people are hovering around you. People forget their family sometimes. So it's awesome that, you know, you're, you're a very family person. and All my friends who know me, bro, yeah. they'll tell you from day one, he had is zero difference. Like if I didn't, if I hang out with Ali, I would have no idea that he's a popular guy. Like one of my friends, he said, I'm coming to UK with you. And I was doing a show that, that was a show I did with 40,000 people. Yeah. And he's walking with me because we're traveling together. And then we get in and he's like, hey, can you take a picture? He's like, why do people want to take pictures with you? I just made some videos on YouTube. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> I take a picture. Then another person. That day, I took nearly, I think, 800 pictures. Are you serious? And I was so bad, I actually went into the bathroom stall and I put my legs up in the bathroom so, stall like they do in the movies and I hid. <laughs> and I felt uncomfortable. Like, I don't have to wow. even use the bathroom. I just kind of hid. And I was so uncomfortable. I said, I don't want to see anybody. I'm just staying for a while because it's the only place that no one's going to take my picture. I promise you, I'm not even joking. I open the bathroom stall. I walk out. Hey, Salamaikum, bye bye. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm, I just used the toilet. Like, you were supposed to think I used the bathroom right now. And you want to shake my hand? Please, the right hand only, not the left hand. But, you know, I'm talking about, it's like, yeah, yeah. this is so weird. Like, I don't want this attention. It's so awkward. That, I think it was a year before that, I, would, I was w- with my wife and we we're trying to help two people get married. We're sitting in a restaurant that's not even the main part of London. It's like, it's all the small town. And we're sitting in a window seat. And it was me and my wife and then this guy and this other girl who wanted to talk for marriage. And as we're talking, these people walk by the window. Hey, it's him. It's him. I'm like, okay. My wife's like, what's going on? I said, just don't ignore it. Just continue. Just, just, we're in the restaurant. They're probably going to walk by. 
They walk by, they come in. The next people walk by, they come in. Eventually, the waiter comes, excuse me, brother, who are you? I'm like, no, nobody. Uh, hey, everybody, and it's free tea for everybody. It's like, it was like became a celebration. I'm like, this oh, is craziness. Yeah. And then these two are trying to get married. It all became about me. <laughs> wow. Story of your life, huh? Oh, bro, I can tell you. You guys know who Yasmin Mogahed is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Yasmin Mogahed, I go to her wedding just before she was famous. And pe- I'm sitting there and people constantly come up to me at her wedding asking for autograph. This is so weird. Can you guys stop asking? I'm at somebody else's wedding. See, that's the value of making people laugh, right? You could be, you could be someone who's a politician, someone who's in politics, and people know you. But when you make people laugh, dude, you make them really happy, right? That's why. Yeah, but but sometimes I don't want to be. I know you don't want to, but you're already in it. No, but (laughs) I embrace it. I was a hudge. I went to hudge, and I remember Allah as my witness. I was making dua. Oh Allah, please, I don't want to be Baba Ali. I just want to be Ali at hudge. And I go there. Oh, I no. get off of the plane. I'm dressed like everybody else. I'm like, wearing a Bob Ali t-shirt. I am dressed in the same white clothes, two pieces of cloth like everybody else. As soon as I get off the plane and I'm staying immigration, hey, it's him. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> Throughout the whole hudge, I'm taking pictures of this guy. taking pictures. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like, can I get a break? Can I get a break? Wow. <laughs> and that's that's the and worst place because that's the place you want to be the most humble at. Yeah. Yes. And you want and to like this the most humility and there's people propping you up. And like, right. I think myself, is my hudge even being counted right now? Oh my God. If you're making too often, the guy's taking, hey, Sophie. <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> are, you, like, like, are you praying Salah? Are people just randomly taking pictures of do- whatever you're doing. <laughs> I, I was eating burger with a famous guy who was part of... Um, Famous Nishi singer, he left uh, Def Jam and he was laughing so much. He said, every single time you open your mouth to take a bite of the burger, someone wants to take your picture and you can never take the bite of the burger. But and he kept laughing. At the next level. Yeah. It was crazy. And to people, some people, by the way, they love this. My wife laughs because of how much I don't like it. So the day I stop being famous, the day I'm not a Muslim comedian, which is getting closer and closer, inshallah, um, I will never miss it. What I do miss are my projects that I enjoy. I enjoy projects like helping, teaching good characters to kids, that little kids show I'm doing, helping people yeah. get married. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm here and I'm not part of the comedy. I didn't ask to be part of the entertainment. But Baba, I, I yeah. want you to reconsider leaving the comedy scene too soon because right now the Muslim comedy <laughs> no dude there's so terrible. many comedians no, you have plenty no, no, there's so many critics yeah, I, mean, the, the, dude, dude, I mean it's the same terrorist trope jokes that been laughing no 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 forget everything we just said bro my forget joke every- is the bomb but um bump no you know, forget everything we said listen we're not we're, we're just being honest here it's not about trying to praise you in front of you what we're saying is man anytime i want to just listen to those muslim comedians bro i cringe for them i feel embarrassed for them and i'm not trying to be mean or condescending it's because not everybody has it they have to know they don't have it no, they should be no, doing no, it. No, no, listen, okay. listen to be fair to be fair they're, they're working with a very difficult audience yeah, too. It's very but difficult. wait hold on I, i'll say one thing listen this is my problem with entertainment okay <laughs> i'm just gonna like just lay it down here Muslims try to make the haram stuff like the like how it is, but they try to halalify it, right? Whether it comes to music or it comes to, and there's certain things you can't halalify, right? There's certain things no matter what you can't do that, right? And unfortunately, right now, like a lot of things, like I've heard Nasheed, and I'm like, like coming from someone who used to listen to a lot of music, I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Like it's just lame to me, right? Like stop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like stop doing that. You're embarrassing yourself, you know? And like I have to hear like com- comedians do like a a Daisy accent or like an Arab accent. Dude, it's not funny. Cut it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's not funny anymore, dude. I can do that in my hotel room. It's funny in the 70s. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, and, like, that kind of stuff is just, I mean, this is the thing. And this is kind of what I wanted to tie it into is that the generation today is very much American, 
right? And they're not going to laugh at that dumb stuff you're doing, you know? It's like, that's what little kids laugh at, right? Yeah. So you need to be relate to them in a way that they want to be related to, right? Yeah. And you have to be relevant, the key word, right? Mm. And I think most of these people today are not relevant. Like, dude, there's so many, I mean, some media now, there's so much of it. You can go on YouTube and, I mean, from UK to like Malaysia, anywhere, so much of it. But, like, nobody really cares about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're putting all this effort. <laughs> and I feel bad because these guys put their life, their heart and soul into it, money, and they get, like, 10 views. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, like I feel a, like, stop. Nice camera, green screen, yeah. fancy backgrounds. Just, like, 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 I mean, I know my brother, like, he spent, like, thousands of dollars, got recording studio time, everything. And, like, dude, he got, like, 15 views. <laughs> And I and I and I'm an honest person, so I told him just sell it, dude. Get your money back. Sell it and stop. Or, or collaborate with someone who can help you. You know what I mean? Do you think the market is saturated? Is that what you well, think? Well, no, look, it is okay. For the lame stuff, it's very saturated. <laughs> right? <laughs> if if you are different and unique, it's not saturated. Because there's a genuine need for like real, heartfelt, but like honest entertainment. You know what I mean? Like just podcast in general, right? I could, we could have done a podcast and been like, you know, the whole khutbat al-haja and bring everybody on and scholars, no, right? And But what's different than everybody else? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so they can't, people want to hear how average Muslims deal with day-to-day stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they don't want to hear about what they, I mean, it's good to get nasiha, but then they're not coming to a khutbah, you know, to listen they to They can you. go to the khutbah if they want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, they could do that themselves. They could open a lecture, listen to Yasser Qadi, listen to somebody else, right? Yeah. When I come to me and listen to little old me, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm a nobody, you know? So the thing is, I think the, the key thing is relevance right now. I think that there's such a disconnect between... Not just relevance, generation. but authenticity. Like, if you see a lot of the humor, it's like related to gifts and memes and things like... Things that are happening... Oh, like or fail videos, right? Realistic, like <laughs> humor, them. right? Realistic things that are in line with reality and are kind of still like hyperbole. Like it doesn't really happen to very many people, but it's it ha- happens enough to make you laugh, and um, and at least it was it happens enough that it got captured on video yeah. where some idiot was taking the wrong turn and he was about to die but he you know there's reddit subreddit that i've watched it's called what's it called no 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 yes meaning i see that he's he's about to die and then he gets saved at the last second i just love it and it's like gifts after gifts that are about russian truck drivers who are about to die falling off a cliff and then at the last second, he jumps <laughs> off the... Actually, I seen, I seen the opposite. I seen yes, 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 no, I think. Yeah, that's yes, 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 no. I think that's the one I seen. No, that's the horrible one. That's, that's I think that I see he's the optimistic, I'm the pessimistic version <laughs> of it. <laughs> no, I, don't want to, I don't want to see the guy die. Like, you're, the, you're the dark person. You're a very no, dark like, person. No, lately, I've been seeing... Like I didn't know they existed. I, I've been seeing like these no, Jordan no, Pierce you know, Yes, 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 no means like... Those are those gifts where people die at the end. <laughs> What <laughs> were people are doing great job they bring the leg oh no I didn't know this one existed I thought that's just pretty dark okay I guess this is all we had look the ice skater is about to get the gold medal at the last second she's doing the finishing move and she, she lands like, her face <laughs> <laughs> hey look they're laughing at that look yeah but you know one thing that's really cool though is like here, here's the thing I think I think um while you mentioned this thing about you know people always greeting you and all that stuff. We always made it a point, I think it's a general rule among us, that no matter who's on the podcast, we're going to treat them like 
a person that wants to be like a human. Like, I mean, we're not going to put him on a pedestal, right? Everybody's yeah, a, a human. I mean, I in, the, in the beginning, we were doing that, and then we yeah. were doing horrible. So right? what happened? <laughs> there was, no, there was a particular scholar who just basically man. brushed us off, right? And we actually put him on a pedestal. Like, ah, oh, you know, he's going to be here. It's going to be great. It's going to be the launch of our podcast. And he just brushed us off. And then <laughs> what happened was we realized, oh, my God, like, we're getting we did another podcast as like a nobody, and we got like amazing views. And we're like, wait a minute, we don't need anybody really to like, I mean, it's about the content we put out, right? Yeah. And so later on, he comes back and, you know, we're thinking like, wait, we don't really need to, I mean, every, I mean, when you talk to them at one, uh, outside, they're one way, right? And when you get on the live on the air, they're a different way. Yeah. But what we try to do, is we try to just keep it authentic. And that way, like, because that way the guest also feels himself, right? No we're not pressure, like, no pressure. No, and, 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 and the other thing is this. Unfortunately, a lot of Muslims today have put people on a pedestal, and what happens is when that person messes up, it's like their dean comes into question. It's mm. like, oh my God, like how could he do that? Oh my God, the world is crushed. And like there was a particular scholar who had like some circumstances going around, and when people found out they were devastated. Like they were like, oh my yeah. God, how could he do that? You know? And I feel like telling people like when you talk to people like this, when you get to know them, they're human beings like everybody else's. They have their ups and downs or, you know, they have their own problems. They have their own things that make them laugh and they're, you know, they're human beings, yeah. right? And I think a lot of people forget that. And I think if you can, if, I think one of the main objectives of this podcast is to bring that human element back to famous people. Like, Humanism. hey, they're just like, you know, they're just like us, you know, like yeah. they have problems, they do stuff and you know what I mean? Like, it's funny. I know a lot of these famous people everyone knows. I know on the human level. Yeah. Like I know famous scholars. I've never been to their lecture. Yeah. But I just know them as I just hang out with them because oh he's at the same event as me and then we become friends and we just chill together. Right. Oh yeah, you're a famous guy, right? You're a famous scholar. <laughs> like you have all this Islamic knowledge. Like it's so weird. And it, even the as I was telling you, Nasheed guys and stuff like that. I hang out with these guys, but I don't really go to listen to their Nasheeds. I don't own their CDs. Yeah. But I see them on the human level, and it's funny the conversations we have. I'll be sitting down with me, Omar Reagan, Zane Bicker, all these guys, and what are we doing? We're playing board games. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. We don't do stand-up comedy. No. no one's doing a song. No one's doing anything. Baba, We're kid, playing board games. I kid you not. No, two and a half years ago, if if you came on our podcast, we would have had like a a a cart full of food and drinks, <laughs> and you're like, Baba, he's coming. I'm not like, that like that at no, all. No, I mean, no, I mean, it was just like our mindset was just different. And I think once we got to realize, like, hey, everyone's human, and we had, uh, you know, enough experience in our belt to realize, like, you know, people aren't that much different. Just just yeah, because man. they're much, a little bit more well known, they're they're not it, much. It, and I love the fact. No, honestly, I, this is one thing I just learned about you. Is I love the fact that so easily without even twitching you mentioned that you're very very uh, anxious or nervous of the opposite gender uncomfortable yeah. you said very uncomfortable and that that is very very important to be that transparent because that is now people think that they call you an introvert or there's something wrong with you yeah. uh, if something if you don't if you can't be around the opposite gender oh that means you're a little twisted in your brain but no this one you're that, too conservative not only that muslim no not even conservative muslims are gonna be like oh that's what islam does to you it makes you become anti-social secularist muslims will say that but there's something that ladies and gentlemen we have to remember muhammad says look at the hadith so, so. they said that, that i forget when they're it might have been aisha but 
the the hadith is paraphrased as Rasulullah when he was around women, he was like a girl. A little girl. You know, like a little girl when she's when someone says salam is your daughter, she goes and hides behind her dad. Yeah. See, like, that's how Rasulullah was with women. Yeah. Right? So that that's something number one. That's that's in our time that has to be explained that there's nothing wrong with you. That's the prophetic way. There's nothing psychologically wrong with you. There's nothing uh, twisted about you. There's nothing dark about you. No, that's a very prophetic thing. And I think the second thing is it's awesome. I mean, you're, you're such a down-to-earth dude. Thank you. And that's, no, that, I think that that's a, a protection from Allah. That's protection from Allah. Because I don't know if I was in your situation or Sim was in your situation, mm-hmm. Mort was in your situation. I'd be Dude, we know ourselves, dude. We get a little bit of popularity in just anything. Bro, I, that's why I used to hate sometimes when I used to give a khutbah on people and I knew it was like a good to myself I'm very self-critical and if I give a khutbah and after a while it's, it kind of starts getting that's why I'm like okay you know what I gotta you gotta put the brakes on because everyone there's different things that challenge people but the thing that for you you could just walk in here and not even care and make fun of yourself mm-hmm. oh, and, yeah, so I do, say, I and just tell people that hey my wife is like this to me hey he takes out the garbage yeah. and changes diapers yeah bro and I, and I mean this in a good way this is a compliment I say to people dude you're a goofball bro yeah big time dude and I you love it you just met me and like oh do you're super comfortable like you know me for the longest time <laughs> I love it anyways dude. I have my guard down dude, completely uh, that's awesome Allah's protecting you man Alhamdulillah. because that, that's amazing dude uh, how, how do you not fall into the te- trap that a lot of like entertainers or comedians but artists in general they're just um they're constantly critical of everything that they do or maybe you still experience that and i i you know, I'll, t- I'll tell you i am you know, critical that, I, in, a, in a different way so what i do is i go up on stage i'm like every single thing i'm saying okay, my mind is going completely different every single word i'm saying i'm being is being recorded Forget on the mic, that this mic, because yeah. this mic's being recorded too, but on a different mic, it's being recorded, and every single thing I say, I'm going to be held accountable on the Day of Judgment. So let's say I just said something, and it wasn't as accurate as the story. Now everyone just laughed, and I have to go back and say, listen, guys, that was actually a joke. And I get other comedians like, what are you doing? I had a very, very, one of the most famous Muslim comedians contacted me when I first started doing my comedy, and he said, Ali, you're trying to make a point and he said, comedy is the point. And I realized very quickly, I am now the black sheep of the Muslim community when it comes to, com- of the Muslim comedians. Like when I hang out with certain comedians, I do not feel any connection with them whatsoever. And I'm sure they look at me as a weird guy. Because like, why, is, why are you acting like this? Like a lot of people, their, their mindset and is very different. The view of Islam is completely different. I am probably, the, they look at me like Ayatollah or Super Mullah. Or I don't know what they look at me. It's like, because, and other people's funny, because I'm so down to earth and goofball and think, the people who are liberal, they think I'm super liberal. So they, hey, we want to invite you to our event. What's your event? Oh, we're having, there's a dance floor. Uh, it starts at 2, 1 a.m. and we're going to be dancing to Fajr. I'm like, really? What kind of, what? The dance floor? I'm like, what do you guys invite me for? I'm like, what do you, why would you think I would come to this event? Like, you want to have a costume? What costume? No, but you know what? Kind of, what? What? Costume? What are you guys talking about? It's kind of like, what happened to Morton and I ran into some guys today, seems like. Where they thought we were that kind of, of based like on a, how we like looked. A, like a boyfriend? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of wear a fit in terms of like, oh, yeah, we got to the event, yo. We're like, we're like these 
kids, you know we're, that you know, we're like hipster types, right? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're about to get down and party you know, tonight. And you know? I just let the guy know I'm like, yo, you know, I'm not really down with that. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm uncomfortable around women, like just like you. I mean, just how we were raised up too. Like I just get so so exactly what he said. Like you know, they they think they have a perception of us based so on the he way he was inviting you to a party. Well, it's kind of a an event it, that's kind it, of like a party. I don't know what it is. Like where, after where was hour, this going to happen? Not, where huh? was this going to happen? I just want to know. It's a nice time. But, but I, I, let me tell you exactly a story about about how about awkwardness. So there is this um, particular woman that I worked with, right? And she's a little bit older than me, but like you know, she still dresses like she's like in her teens. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you can get the idea, right? Yeah. So whenever she come and try to talk to me. My natural response is to like not look at her, right? Because anywhere I look at her, it's gonna be like revealing something, you know what I mean? So it's just like my response is awkward, you know? Like, so I'm like, all right, so I'm like looking at the wall, I'm like looking at my phone, checking emails, my watch, you know? She's like, how come you never look at me? And I'm like, well, well put some clothes on. For the last couple of years, you never look at me in the eye, you know, when you're talking to me. And so I one day I just I know and I'm a very blunt person. I'm like, look, um, it's just not my morals to do that. You know what I mean? Like you, you just you know I'm trying not to be offensive here, but I generally don't look at women that way. I don't talk. I don't shake their hands, right? And she's like, well, so you're telling me that um, do you have a problem? And she basically come out and said, oh, you can't look at cleavage. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to look at your cleavage. You know what I mean? And she got legitimately offended, like. Like she wasn't pretty enough or good looking yeah, enough yeah. Or, or something like that. You know what I mean? And and for me, just having that conversation, it's I was, so... I, I, I never get nervous. Like I, I, these guys knew me. You're sweating on a cold day. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> and these guys know me. I'm a very blunt person. I'm in people's faces. I, I, I mean, I've right. been in boardroom meetings. I don't get nervous. Right. But stuff like that makes me so awkward. Like, I feel like what is happening here? Like the world's spinning around, like stop, make it go away. Like stop, you know? Like Bro, I don't want to be there anymore. All of the stuff is funny that Allah Subhanahu Wa puts us in these tests and what he gets tested with is different than what I get tested with, what you get tested with. Yeah. And only Allah knows what you can pass. So sometimes think about this. You make dua for something over and over and over again, but Allah never gives it to you. And you think to yourself, why doesn't Allah give it to me? Now, yes, He may give it to you on the day of judgment or the, in the hereafter, something that you clears out your thing. But why is He going to give me, like, for example, let's say you're asking for good looks or you're asking for, I want to look for a beautiful wife or I want, mm-hmm. uh, I want this, I want money. Or Allah, give me a chance so I can donate, I'll build a masjid for you and this and that. No matter how many times you make dua, it never comes. Why? For the same reason, possibly, that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that He'll never test, He'll never give a soul something it can't bear. So maybe this is a test that you can't pass, but you think you can pass. Yeah. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. It's just like your child who's two years old and asks, Can I put up the knife thing? Yeah. And no, no, I'm not giving you a knife. No, oh, why not? I, I want to play, I want to play. But you don't, that child doesn't understand what the knife does. It's sharp. It's not just, even though it's shiny, it can hurt her. Yeah. So there's something that you want, you can't pass. But the next person can pass that test. So they'll get all this wealth. Yeah. And Allah's testing them. Then just because they pass doesn't mean they will pass, but they can pass. But you for sure can't pass. So he's saving you from something that you don't realize. Yeah. So for me, when I go through this test of this, I know guys who are trying to become famous, and no matter how many things they've tried, didn't work. Just like you were telling me the story, they bought this equipment, 15 views. You know, Allah's maybe saving them from something because you said it can make someone arrogant very easily. Yeah. Me, I like, dude, 
I don't want any of this stuff. I went on stage and I'm like, I'm super nervous, super awkward, and then this stuff happened. Well, my my wife is always like that. Like, you know, she's like, oh, you know, everywhere you go nowadays, it's like somebody wants to talk to you, and I'm like, you know, none of this stuff affects me at all because I am comparing myself to the best. Like, I'm comparing our what we're doing here to the best. I don't even look at what Muslims are doing in, yeah. in podcasting or in YouTube channels. I look at the the top entertainers in the world. Um, we know we already know the top podcasters uh, and, and top YouTubers, and and I am looking at them and seeing like how can I utilize those skills to make this effort just as good as theirs, yeah. and be um, at the top of the, t- the top of the line in quality entertainment. All the all the uh, meters that you want to hit, all the notes you want to hit to grab uh, and captivate an audience. I mean, I'm I'm always like criticizing our work and saying like, hey, this isn't this is nothing. Like, I do it live when I'm performing, man. Yeah, I'm doing it constantly. Like, what what I just say that actually could be offended by somebody. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, oh, snap! I gotta rewind it now and i can't rewind it there's no undo button i'm doing live i'm on stage i'm making people laugh and they're laughing now i gotta stop the laughter and correct myself on stage yeah and the comedians hate that because dude you're killing the moment i said i care less about the moment i have no ego here you guys are all gonna forget about this night but one day i'm gonna be accountable for this night yeah but you know what it is there's there was like a review a a, a research that one of the brothers sent to me because there was a time where i really got into stand-up comedy uh and uh, he was telling me that, do you know that stand-up comedians are known out of all the entertainers to be the most depressed people? Yeah. And I was like, why is that? He's like, he, he, there's some reasons. And I, I read the... So I think that uh, some stand-up comedians that I met, they're much, much different on stage. A completely oh, different person. I tell you, most and of you them are them, night and day. That's I'm not even a little bit. Night... The most boringest guy. <laughs> Boring is like, in like talking to an accountant. Not accountant. A, a, a lawyer, patent lawyer. And like, this patent guy's a comedian? Lawyer. Hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, well, I, I just want to tell you. Completely different. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't have like five-minute conversation. Then there's other people that they're comedians, and the whole time they're doing jokes, I don't understand one word they're saying. Hmm. Like, they're joking with me on the side. What are you saying? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> There's it's it's weird. Was some comedians don't have an off switch? There's one or two I know. They are making jokes every minute of every day. If you're sitting on a bus and you're trying to fall asleep, hey Ali, let me tell you something. Hey, I'm like, dude, do you have an off switch? Because yeah. <laughs> you're the opposite of the other guy. What the accountant, the lawyer guy, or this guy, or this guy, the accountant yeah. guy. I got a question for you though. Um, so I remember I think I read it somewhere that comedians generally like are are making jokes all the time because they like deep down they're depressed people like i mean deep down there's something usually that's bothering them or some yeah type is, of is that true like for yeah. the most have you I found so, that yeah some true? people have they went through a lot of trouble and then the deeper they get you found that there is some stuff that and they deal with this by laughter pretty yeah. much or attention i think it's, I think it's, I think it's the attention and the laughter and the self-assurance to like yeah. To because to, when you come, the, guys, it's a weird feeling. You come into like we're sitting in a hotel room right now doing this, but when I go to a show, I go, I travel by myself, get in a car, go to, on a plane, then the plane 
drops me off at the airport, and then from the airport, the, I get on the Uber or whatever, and I get to the hotel, still by myself, no friends, no family, no kids, no wife. I'm just by myself, I sit in a hotel room in dead silence, turn on the TV, it's just boring news, flip the channel, weather channel, boring news, it's like nothing. I turn off the TV, sit there, oh, we're going to come pick you up. All right, they're going to come pick me up, they take me to a place, <laughs> and then I do the show everyone's laughing everyone's doing a great time picture 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 okay get in the car go back to the hotel room sit by yourself and look at the screen back to the weather channel it's extreme high extreme low and I think for some people that attention can be addictive yeah and they do want it and I think you some people that become like YouTube stars or famous when it comes down and the day you're not famous as you were before that's when you have the meltdown and that's when you're on the eat true Hollywood stories and like, hey, what happened to that brother, man? <laughs> it's like, you see that video of so-and-so? Wow, he just found out that he's not famous anymore. Yeah. And they're trying, to go, they're trying to go further with their comedy, trying to push it harder or their sheet or whatever it is and realize I saw people, bro, they were one of the earliest people and now they're nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Like if you go down the street, not one person will ever know who you are. Not even the organizations have any idea who you are. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I've never heard of you. Wow. Yeah, I've happened to me at this event. I go and I'm I'm in the in between zone right now. I go there, hey, it's my body. Take a picture, picture, and someone says, "Dude, I have no idea who you are." <laughs> this guy sitting next to him. It's the generation gap. It's when's the generation the, when's gap. You, when was your yeah. last show? I perform all the time. I perform next week. Okay, but I, like, oh, the, you say you're trying to transition out of comedy and doing more. No, to me, it's like the day I stopped getting the comedy gigs. Okay, I'm oh, totally cool. I but, but I don't market myself. I've, since day one till today, I don't and try to advertise. Hey, book me yeah, if you I guys don't even see that on your videos. I, I have zero. That. Yeah, you don't watch my videos. I never say, "Hey guys, give me a big thumbs up and don't forget to subscribe." <laughs> that yeah. voice was awesome. Who yeah. that sound? Did that sounds like somebody. No, 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 no. That actually sounded like like a cartoon or something yeah. that I used to watch. <laughs> Watch my videos. I have 20 million views, but 70,000 subscribers, which means what? Which means I don't have that many subscribers, but the people who watch it, they start forwarding to all their friends. They're sharing it, right, right. So it tells you the video is actually decent. It's not, oh, I because I have 20 million followers, and by default, if I post a video, 20 people are going to watch it if it's good or bad. Right. So so basically, your main focus right now is half your dean. Half our dean, yeah. Yeah, half our dean, right? Okay. So I just wanted to ask you something so we were talking about this earlier and like right now there's like i must feel like there's a record number of guys like 30 year olds like at home and they just (laughs) don't want to get married like they really don't like and i'm not blaming them i mean i know it's a different world now than it was like 10 years ago and like you know there's a lot of things to worry about but yeah like they're not budging. Like they are not budging. Like it's, it's a lot of sisters. And there's man. women too. It's not just men. Like there's women that just yeah. are putting it off. And then like they're coming. Like they'll email or they'll come to us and, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? I can't get married. Everyone's like, you know, different. And I'm setting my ways. And like they just don't want to. They'll just say, "Inshallah, Inshallah." You know, like and it means Which like means never. No. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like and like people are parents are giving up and it's like it's weird. Like it's just really strange. And especially for like Muslims where, you know, look, I mean, you're a man who pretty much I think you grew up in the States, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna fall into haram if you don't get married. I mean that's just guys, let me let me, let me say one thing real quick. If you're a prisoner in this in America 
and you're in prison and you have your prison for life what's what stops you from doing bad things or hurting other prisoners or if you do any kind of violent crimes what what do they how do they punish how do they scare the prisoners solitary confinement yes put you by yourself basically put you in the naughty corner you have mm-hmm. to go sit in the corner so no matter if you were in kindergarten first grade or if you're in prison they found the one way that people are scared to death is to be by yourself so you're telling me all these young people they have all these hormones and they're free and then their choice is, oh, I want to be by myself. Yeah. That's all a facade, man. It's yeah. all fake. Deep down, if they have the right person and right opportunity, they will get married. The thing is, they just don't want to sound like they're desperate. So in Europe, what do you think is like the biggest challenge? Because like me, like reflecting back on my own life, I tell anyone, if the younger you can get married, get married. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just probably the best advice. I mean, I'm not saying just run out and whoever, but... The earlier, the earliest you can get married, I would say get married. But yes. the thing is, what is your advice to like people looking men? To yeah, I mean men. I mean because look, I know it's tough. Like there's guys who are just lazy. Like I know that. Like you know they're, they're just bums. Like you know what I mean they want to live off. I don't. Okay, but there's something that's motivating them. It's called hormones. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I don't care how lazy I mean, that, you are. That's why we get married. Right? Yeah, that's why we get married. But what I'm saying though is like, but, but, and, and Baba, I was the first guy. I think in in the the four guys that you're seeing in this room. Um, I got married when I was 20. I just became 20. The One of the biggest challenges, though, knowing how early I got married, was that I was immature as hell about a lot of stuff. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of young men in our generation right now aren't being taught to be men. Yes. And I feel like I was kind of in that generation gap where, you know, I was taught by my dad to be, be a man but like i i just saw him as an immigrant dad and not very relatable and i thought like you know well that's his generation that that's how they're supposed to be but i'm gonna find my own path and you know there were a lot of like um you know it was a roller coaster early on in my marriage where i had to like really figure out how I am supposed to be like there'd be times where you know I'd be hanging out with Mort over here instead of you know spending time with my wife when she yep. needed me I to still be there you know? and I've been married for 11 years <laughs> yeah so his second baby he was, instead of being in the hospital we were in his basement hanging out <laughs> Yeah. Like, Whoa. Okay, guys, this is a little too much. Yeah, this I mean, is where the fun ends, guys. Let me talk to you guys real quick. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn the mics off. I, again, that was like almost 23? 12, 13 years ago. So that was a whole different sim back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are these are some lessons that as a, now being a father of two teenage daughters, yeah. I wonder like, hey, I mean, would I let them marry? A, a a young um, a man who's in his twenties, you know, early twenties. Well, is it because you're in the twenties, or because your father's because role with you was disconnected? No, no, or for just knowing myself and how immature I was. But when every I first got every guy has different. Some guys mature faster than others. The guys are in their thirties are not mature. That's true. That's right? true. So the guys but are forty five years old. Some of us we regress. But how? how? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in my opinion, I, I I think like honestly, I think the final step for a man to be mature is marriage. Like I mean, because technically, if a man bro, is, you have this conversation with my wife, and she'll tell you this: I have three children, my two daughters and same Ali. Thing. Same thing. She counts me as one of the three kids. Yeah. The stuff yeah. I do and the stunts I pull off at home, and the stuff 
I, I'm telling you, things that other sisters would probably divorce. My wife takes, okay, let me give you an example. My wife will go take a shower and then what I do is I, with the kids, we pick the lock and we grab water and we throw it over and then she freezes with cold water and she, we all run away laughing. <laughs> so we pull off stunts at home. Like my wife will text me and my wife is exact opposite of me. She's very, very uh, introvert. She doesn't have a thousand friends. She has a few friends, but she's very close to them. And it takes a long time to get to know her. Even when I married her, it, she didn't open up easily. So you don't get messages all the time. I love you and stuff. like. It wasn't like that at all. After a certain period of time, I married to her for 17 years, alhamdulillah. One, time, one day she texts me and says, Assalamu alaikum Ali, I just want to let you know I love you and I care about you. And I don't, I don't express my feelings very often, but I just want to let you know I make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you the highest of Jannah. May Allah give you a Jannah for those. May Allah answer every dua that you want. You're an amazing husband. Every small thing you do, you go out for our family, you do this, this, and this. And I really, really appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Oh, that's beautiful. Man. Instantly, instantly, I responded with three words. You know what those three words were? Are you dying? Oh, no. no. <laughs> I did not say I love you. I said, who is this? <laughs> oh, my Lord. My wife. She just poured her heart out, bro. She poured her heart out. I said, I instantly saying, who is this? Question mark. I know who it is because her name's there. And she's just, there's no dot, dot, dot. There's nothing. I'm sitting there looking. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Say something. Say something. She's not saying anything. Come on. Say something. Say something. Say anything. I'm like, okay, man. I don't want to hurt her feelings. I'm saying, you're the love of my life. She's still not responding. I'm like, if I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble. So I responded again saying, uh, but seriously, who is this? <laughs> so my wife, I come home, you know, she's not mad, nothing. And she just, she just shakes her head. She, I'm, I'm sure when she reads it, she's just shaking her head and laughing. So this guy is a goofball. Oh. You know what would have been funny? She's like, oh, wrong message. <laughs> so I'm going to use this for the stand-up comedy. No, she doesn't have the sense of humor. She's no. a, now, but she knows how to push my buttons too. She does her practical jokes that gets under my skin. She'll get me to go to get-togethers where I don't. there's all sisters and just me or like there's all sisters and just like one guy that I don't, have, I don't know who he is and doesn't speak my language and I'll just sit there awkwardly and she'll laugh. She enjoys it in a different way. She, oh yeah, you're gonna get back. Okay, go. Ahead. I got my sense of humor. It'll be funny watching you in awkward situations. But I think everyone has their own sense of you know like what with their immature and stuff. Like that story that you just said that reminds me of kind of myself. I don't think I've ever went to that degree uh, because Something I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say my yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm like my wife, but I know some spouses. That can get pretty violent if you do that kind of stuff. So, okay, uh, uh, that did come pretty weird, right? Like, uh, uh, I'll give you one. No, was, I'll tell, oh, so wait, go ahead. Tell me yours. Tell no, me yours. No, don't worry. Don't worry. She go was ahead. lying on a couch one day, and she loves her chocolate. So she was eating chocolate, and there's one last piece left. <laughs> she grabs the chocolate, and she's about to put it in her mouth. I said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" It's like what? I grabbed the chocolate and I ate it. <laughs> I said, "What?" She, you should see her face. She's a complete shock. That's the last piece. She's looking. I just saved it for myself. And I finished eating it like, it wasn't meant for you. <laughs> I said, what? I said, it wasn't written for you. It wasn't part of your rizik. 
It's like, what do you mean? How do you know that? I said, it was part, it was written for me. I said, if it was written for you, there will be no way for me to physically take for you. But because it was written for me, I was able to take it from you and eat it, and now it belongs in my stomach. You know, wow, that's impressive, dude. That is impressive. You know how many times I want to do stuff like that? Oh, let me but, think, but my I, wife, but it wouldn't she, work she laughs. It's like, this guy's crazy. Now she hides her chocolate from me. But what happens is that's what, like, my daughter, when she's young, my wife said, like, "Can you stop teaching our kids like Islam?" Though you're talking, like, let me let me rewind a little bit. What happened? Yes, yes. So my daughter's sitting there, and she's five years old, four years old. And my wife says, "Okay, come pray salah with us." She says, no, I'm not praying salah. She's like, "Why? I don't want to." So why are you not? Why don't pray salah? Because it's not uh, far for me to pray salah. It's not obligatory. It's obligatory for you guys because you're grownups. Oh. So as a child, sometimes I'll play. And sometimes I'll pray. But at this time, I'll like to play so you guys can go ahead and pray. Oh, wow. I'm always like, can you stop teaching this kid? Stop listening to your dad. Like, why are you teaching this kid? Actually, she's speaking the truth. It's not fart on her. She's Jenna's guaranteed for me, not for you guys. So you guys better go pray. Wow. That, like, that's her mentality. It's like the only kid, my wife's like, what are you teaching this kid? She actually is speaking the, speaking the truth. So, so I'm actually been frank and straight like you're. You say you're straightforward. My children, from day one till now, I'm straightforward. When they ask a question, I answer it. No matter how awkward the question is, I answer it. This is a good question thing to bring up. Like when your kids are asking about questions, even for like where the babies come from, yeah. the most awkward thing to talk about. When my kids are old enough to ask the question, I should be old enough to answer the question. Mm. Because if you don't answer it, yeah. they're going to learn. Oh, and you yeah. don't want Sheikh Google to teach that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, and plus, if their friends start telling them, so I, I knew that when I was eight. I knew that when I was 11. My parents told me when I asked them. Yeah. And, oh, no, no, they come from uh, the hospital. <laughs> no, I said, no, they don't come from the hospital. Sorry, you can just have Mahin teach them. He'll, he'll do a good job. Uncle <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. so, no, 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 no. has this conversation. Bro, he scares us. Yeah, I have two daughters, so I, I'd be more than happy to discuss with them the details oh, yeah. of the male anatomy. No, awkward. The thing about that, though, is that... <laughs> The thing about that is like I always tell people like either like either you're indoctrinating them or somebody else is indoctrinating them. Totally. Like yes. it's never gonna be like a well they're, not, they're just not gonna hear about it, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna tell them, especially now in a, with all the in, stuff you see on television and yeah. information age where you can go on YouTube and I mean there's I mean, there's seven year olds who are programmers on internet now, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're gonna get information. Oh, you yeah. can't stop that. You know, I remember my nephew was um I gave him like my dad's phone. My dad, I got him an iPhone like, a long that. time ago. And like my dad's like, oh, there's YouTube on here, right? He's watching it. Next thing he gave it to my nephew. He was like, I think a year old, right? He was watching some like Islamic video. And next thing you know, we watched him. He's, there was like a booty shaking video. He didn't know how he clicked <laughs> on it, you know? And like, <laughs> like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, but this twerking. Twerking. Oh, man. It's so crazy. Yeah, but just coming back to what I said though, about, about being mature though, the thing is, I don't mean in this sense. Like, this is all perfect. I think it's fine you know, with your wives and you joke like that's fine. But what I'm not sure is that, like, there's men nowadays who don't want to, like, get a job and, like, take responsibility and pay bills and, like, plan. And, you know, and I think men generally, I mean, I'll be like, when I'm a bachelor, like, I didn't have to worry about, like, you know, like, budgeting money. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I always make good money, alhamdulillah, in my profession, but I didn't care about budgeting money. Like, I just 
whatever, you know. I got laundry, I do it once a week, you know. I clean the house, get them, you know, some, somebody will come and do it. I mean, but like you start changing your mindset when you get married and you start having a family. You're like, oh man, like you got to actually start planning. And yeah. I think that's like the final stage in a man being mature because otherwise, if you live, imagine being living like you're in college your whole life. Yeah, you wouldn't get nothing done. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, it really is a last stage. I mean, I'm sure men hit that at a different age. I mean, for yeah. some could be at 18, some could be at 30. You know, women too are different. But I think right now is that there's like, I feel like a, the generation now feels entitled. Like, yeah, you know, like oh, I have to have a job of this much money, and I have to be like this successful, or I have to have someone who looks exactly like this, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you feel that now? Like, yeah, when I think you're dealing with people looking to get married. Yeah, and I think one of the challenges they have is they're superficial in different ways. Guys, we this is all everyone knows. We're superficial when it comes to beauty, but when girls come to my booth and we start talking about marriage, I'm straightforward with them. And then, yeah, guys are superficial. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'll tell you how you guys are superficial too. They don't want to hear this, but I tell them the truth. You guys are superficial when it comes to success. If a man is successful enough, you'll give him a pass on other things. Yep. I said, if a girl's beautiful enough, we will give her a pass. Oh, she has a little bit of a temper. That's okay. She's like this. It's okay. She's like this. It's okay. Now, if a sister like is not attractive, so she's very overweight or very whatever, or very old, and she has a bad temper. She think she has a pass? Zero chance. <laughs> but if a girl's beautiful enough, we give her a pass. And girls do that same thing. If he's successful, oh, he doesn't pray. Maybe inshallah one day he prays. <laughs> oh, he doesn't, that's okay. You know, he's, oh, he has a Muslim yeah. name. Because she's getting that doctor money. Yeah, it's a doctor money. So she, she sees the success and that just blinds us, right? So my one of the challenges I have with Half Dean is like, we have a website to help people get married, but I try to teach people some of the stuff that we never hear in khutbahs. I actually made a series called Find Your Half. And it's a website called findyourhalf.com where I teach people all the stuff I wish someone sat down and told me before marriage. So one of the things was like the differences between men and women, how they communicate differently, how men, when they're stressed, they want to be left alone, and how women, when they're stressed, they want to talk. And why is this important? I'm stressed. I come home. Like let's say one of my friends is stressed. He's really stressed out. What do we do? Give him some space. Right? He just had a tough yeah, day. He's angry. Just yeah. Give him five minutes. Yeah. Then relax. Walk it off. You know? Yeah. Walk it off. Yeah. So what happens is like you come home. Your wife is stressed. And you're like, wow, she's crying. Had a really bad day. I'll let her walk it off. I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with this guy? He doesn't love me. I love her so much. I leave her alone. Every time she cries, I, go, I say, I'll leave back in 30 minutes. We'll go play, I'm going to go play games with the brothers. I'm going to play video games with the brothers downstairs. And you think, you think you're doing the best thing? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, the oh, yeah. I'm, I'm the cool guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm the best. And then, she, she can't wait to think. And she's the opposite. <laughs> she's yeah. the opposite. Yeah, for yeah. her, it's like, Every time a friend's uh, in need, we want girls want to talk it out and let them talk about their feelings. So she sees you stressed. What's wrong, honey? Nothing. What's wrong, honey? Nothing. You want to talk about it? No. You sure? Nothing. I think something's wrong. Is it me? No. What the, tell me what you're thinking about. Nothing. Tell me. Ah! It's you. You know what? Now it's, now it's you. Now you're driving <laughs> me crazy, right? So you flip the script and the girl doesn't know why you're fighting with her and the guy doesn't understand why she's fighting with you. And these are because we don't know, learn about each other. They say, there's a funny thing that says, if when men get stressed, they start wars and invade countries. When women get stressed, they eat chocolate and go shopping. <laughs> They're very different. Yes. Yeah. No one teaches this stuff. There's no khutbahs about it. So I have a, module number one is about how men and women, I think is about how men and women are different. One of the modules talks about like intimacy. 
Mm. I said, here's the, the best part, part. Everyone, yeah, it's the best part. Everyone, wants to, when, when they want to get married, they go to the Islamic bookstore in the masjid. They go to the very back looking for that one book about mm. intimacy. <laughs> you take it to the cashier. Oh, someone's getting married. And, like, <laughs> and then they open up to see what's haram, what's halal. It doesn't say anything. Just says, say, just do all this, do all what? Yeah, Where no, is the stuff? No Where is the juicy stuff? No so I'm like, uh, I wish someone made a video. Yeah. That would tell me that I can watch in my own private headphones and listen to it. And I did it. So I made a video explaining all the stuff that no one explained. So to is it like a module, like step one, step two, kind of like... Yeah, it's like, like a, I call a it a module, but it's actually videos. Kind of like I a course of videos. And two your, hours long. Your personal experience? Intimacy it? for two hours. Like when you're done with this, like, okay, dude, that's a, that's actually a little bit is too much. Is that why we noticed in Isna you had the background of your booth that said it was, it was the coolest, most unique display i've ever seen Thank it's you. a big black flag since not we're private you know just so yeah just a big that's like kind of like it says private and white yeah it's a little mod- but then it's like meet your mask find your other half yeah, yeah. You find it like in the bottom yeah camera. so we that's so a little part that idea what was is that what it the was? idea is like we have a private website where we don't want people to know that uh if you want if you don't want people to know that you're looking to get married Use us. Mm. Every other website, your picture's on it. Like if I'm just a nosy uncle or auntie or relative or your cousin and he sees you on the picture on the yep. website, it looks kind of weird. Oh, you like romantic walks on the beach? Mm. Ah! <laughs> oh. oh, your brother, look what I found. Look what I found. You found fast forwarding this. Now is on, on Instagram. Mahin and Sim are looking for a second. Yeah. What? 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 What is this? Oh, so what we do All is... talk. We ain't seen that yet. <laughs> It's very. We try to make it very subtle. So yeah. if you're, if you want to go find somebody, but you don't want the whole world to know, and, you, and we have a lot of famous people who've actually used the website. But on the real, do you guys? Can you tell uh, us some famous people, please? I will tell you one thing. No. I can give you a clue. Who, who's I'll, in the right now that's not married yet? Who's famous? I'll, if I said that one of the people who went and used our website yeah. for a whole year, every single person at this conference would know that person. It wouldn't be one person. Oh, I don't know who that is. Every single person. Mm. If say in the top three in the United States or top five in the United States, he's one of the most popular. Oh, so it's wow. a male. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Confidential. I have, I have <laughs> females who contacted me, very, very famous females contacted me. I'm looking to get married. They contact me and say, Ali, you're the guy. I don't say who it is, but yeah. then I tell, okay, this is what you can do. So yeah. I, a I'm lot gonna, of times they ask me about the personality stuff, yeah. But, Sorry, I lost my head. Go ahead. He was going to ask about, like, do you assist in ha- finding second wives? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. I, I like how you think for him, mashallah. <laughs> I like how you speak for him, mashallah. Like, oh, by the way, that's, yes, that's what I was thinking. Oh, yes, I was. Oh, thank you, buddy. So, no, but, so that brings me to the question, though, but so is it only, is it, national, is it like domestic here or is it like internationally? Too? It's international, but so, we but, have a one wife limit. Oh, what? you do? What? Yeah, so that we. <laughs> Uh, we live in America. I follow Who U.S. laws. No, but no, what, 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 what about some of those chops. countries like... Uh, no, 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 no. We like, can have like ritual Mamba marriages. Up. We can have ritual marriage. I've never met a brother who has more than one wife. I met, I know brothers who have more than one wife. I've never met a brother with more than one wife that's not stressed out of his mind. So what? Oh, I, I believe that. I mean, I, that's I, okay. I, I don't want more that's than okay. one. I know one that's that has a, three hey, and he was so stressed. It's not your stress. I know. I'm just saying. Like everyone <laughs> thinks. That, well, we'll worry guys, about, we'll about the social fabric we'll, we'll, in his society. We'll, we'll, we'll cross the bridge. Okay, the guys. Okay, let me break it. Let me break it down for all the sorry. listeners all out here, real quick. For all the guys who are married, they're gonna be nodding their heads right now. Now you know, in marriage, whatever is advertised on TV when you watch on TV is very different in real life. Yes, it's ninety percent. 
Let me tell you what happened today. No, 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 no. The other day we had a sandwich. Okay, can you go get the groceries? Oh, guess what? And da, 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 da. and then 10% intimacy, right? Or even if you get 10% intimacy, even if after so many years of marriage. If you marry a second wife, you're going to double 180% will be. Let me have it today. Are you, what did you yeah, say I'm this before? No, that was your other wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was your other wife. No, you have to listen to my problems. Yeah. 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 No, I'm thinking the amount of talking you have to deal with. My head will explode. Average man speaks 10,000 words per day. Average woman speaks 25,000 words per day. Hey, you marry no. four, you have 100,000 words per day. But no, okay. <laughs> the thing is, I have a Please, habit of... Put that all aside. Let's just say I want to deal with that. I don't have a problem. All right? You, I, let's just say a man wants to do the, the pursue the halal route. He wants to find the second wife. Baba Ali is saying no. But Minder is saying yes. He can go wherever he wants. Minder is saying yes. But what else okay, is Minder known for, dude? Come on. We talked to Minder today. He's known. Listen, listen. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I know you're playing good with that. Because yeah. look, he's known. He's He has a certain niche and he's working on it in the most uh, uh, fruitful and most pure way. Those other apps, we know what else happens on those apps. There's very few people. And we just talked to somebody about even Minder and whatever the case. I'm, I'm sorry if we're talking about just Minder, but even though Minder didn't intend it, but people use it for many, many other things. This guy, this gentleman right here, just wants to keep it like this, and he doesn't want people to look at marriage as a burden because a majority of the United States does, right? Mm -hmm. And he just wants to keep it. Look, this is one marriage. This is how we're going to do it. We don't want because let's say a fallout happens because in our country, in this country, United States, people who are married with two women and other people start knowing about it, one of those marriages are falling apart. That's going to come back to him now, or the reputation. Of, oh, of why would it, it come down to him? Of course it will. No, no, no. no, no, no. Wait, wait. No, so, 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 so I, I'm, I'm going to start with Baba on this one. You know why? Look, you could tell he's married for a while because, look, he knows he's going to have to deal with another woman complaining about another woman who met on his website. And he doesn't hear, he, he'll have to hear another woman complain to him about that. And so I get why you don't only have one, yeah. one white policy. Oh, you guys, listen, are you guys all married? Yes. 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 Okay, so you want double that? Uh, Look at these okay. guys all shaking their heads. No, no, here's the thing. <laughs> he doesn't want to break any laws. Here, 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 here's the deal, right? I actually want to like you. You mentioned the reality of marriage, which is good. I, I think a lot of times people here don't like kids. It's ninety percent intimacy, ten percent talking. No, it's no. It's well, well he, he, when we were because okay, if you don't sing, we, we tell our sing, we have some single friends, right? Yeah. We tell them the reality is that. It's not ninety percent intimacy. It's like ten percent. If 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 you're like hitting a home run once a month, you're you're in good shape. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, and these cats just don't want to get married. They're like, we ain't getting married. What's the point? I, I I'd I'd rather like you know smash some cafe on the side and make toba later. You know. <laughs> no, but that's a, but that's a, it's but that's a reality. That's, that's what's reality, happening, though, though right? Because right? think, think about, look, I'll be honest. Like, okay, look, there's guys who get married late, right? Okay, and like you know what? And they let's be honest, okay? Like you said, we live in a sexually charged society. If you're not married, you know, and you're a Muslim guy from you, by the time you get to college, you know, you're you're getting in trouble, right? Yes. Just, unless you're like some yeah. like saying that you should, but you're getting in trouble unless you're in college, right? So they get used to the idea, like, you know, I'm going to make Toba. I'm going to whatever. And, like, they make excuses for themselves. And, like, you know what? And then they, they delay it and delay it. 
And then, you know, what happens when you get older, you start trying to rationalize marriage. You're like, you're like oh, man, I got to spend this much money. I got to do this. It right? becomes an economic Yeah, it becomes, like an, I mean, it becomes kind of like, okay, because I'm setting my ways, and then I got to try to change that. And then they're like, oh, you know, they've just gotten used to this habit of, like, just... Like you said, smashing once a month and make a toba, you know, like go, you know, make a hajj once a year, like oh, you know, off this. They try to play with it and say, oh, I'll make it work, you know. But unfortunately, I just like I feel like in a, in a lot of ways that like men have some like unreal expectations about marriage, like how you're just gonna like just get it all the time, like it's just gonna be like some la la land, you know, you know, and like they think that and they, and they think that nowadays that women are gonna do exactly what they're told, you know, because they hear stories like oh control your woman you know your woman should do this you know and they don't realize it's not like that you know what i mean like yeah if you do that you're not going to be married very long right i mean yeah. a lot of people talk a lot of that game but everybody knows how they are when they go back to the house every they're told that you're the head of the household when you get home you find out she's the neck and the head doesn't move without yeah. the neck yeah. so <laughs> all the married guys yeah she is the i'm the head but she's the neck yeah. so and, and, and it's not even like they can physically overtake it's the, it's the fact that you just want peace and calm right you're yeah. like oh i don't want to mess that whole thing up yeah yeah we're all getting a lot Right now, we'll go press the buttons. Yeah. Right, but but we got two, we got we got two problems stemming up that we we got we got the single dudes who ain't getting married, and we got the other married dudes who thought when they were getting married they were gonna like you know it was gonna be like Kama Sutra like every pop. night or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then like it's like nothing's happening, and they're just getting stonewalled. Okay, so and I'll, some of them are going in the infidelity route, right? Yeah, I was talking to some brothers um not too long ago, and. I don't think, and they seem to be very surprised that like people are going the infidelity route because of that. I'm like, dude, you're guys. Like, I can understand it being a bad decision. Like, no one's disputing that because you got kids. <laughs> like, you know, it, 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 it's it, it's a fast track to like, you know, not, guess, not 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 even hell, but like problems in this dunya too, let right? Let me yeah. guess, those friends you're talking to are super religious. It, like, but it's a very yeah, a super you know. I mean, they're, they're out of touch. Yeah. They, Wait, hold on. You just I mean, that's something is out of touch. Buddy. That's something what do you like mean? that's something very mean? something a lot of the uh, very religious condescending this type. It's not say, really you what know, you were like, just saying. It's a type of religious. No, it's, no, it's t- it's a type of person who's really out of touch with how like uh, regular young Muslims. Yeah, it's out uh, of touch people. I mean, just religious people out of touch or irreligious people. Well, out of I'm touch. not saying that all religious people so are out of touch. SJWs yeah, for the win. SJWs for the win. Hammer is always taking everything. But but you see, you see my point though, right? There's you. How do you? Okay, you had this problem. Now, how do we address the problem? Right. Okay, so there's a couple different problems. There's that one problem where you have. Okay, let's just talk about the first one we discussed earlier. You're married. It's ten, it's ninety ten, and you're like ninety ten ain't working out. Can we do like eighty twenty? Can we do compromise here? Correct Here's a, here, yeah. So, and <laughs> the marriage was like <laughs> the what happened was the when you first got married, it wasn't ninety ten. It was like fifty fifty. Yeah. We barely talked, and everything's going on fantastic. So. We Why? Barely yeah. you we barely talked. <laughs> yeah, we barely talked. I didn't know how you felt. I know who your friends were. So, yeah. guys, if you guys are watching, he's the sheikhs on the bed laughing. Okay, so literally lying down on the bed laughing. This is weird. Okay. So, it was funny. He was being serious. It was hilarious. I'm telling you, I was on stage being serious. People kept laughing at me. Okay, this is me. This is the, I'm like doing stand. Okay, so um, what happened is like when you first get married. You're in the honeymoon phase. And during the honeymoon phase, something interesting happens. Yeah. Uh, you can call it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plan. 
a man's like hormonal level, I think it's the estrogen level, moves up about 30%, and a woman's testosterone level jumps up. Therefore, in the first honeymoon phase during marriage, the man is very romantic. He's touchy-feely. He does all these small things. I text her, I love you, buys her flowers. And you don't know why you're doing all this stuff. You're opening the door for her, all this stuff. And then after the honeymoon phase is over, you feel much more comfortable. You're not opening. They're never, it's not like you don't want to do it. You don't really think about it. Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot to open the door for you. And it says slowly. And it's like, what happened to me? You were so romantic when we first got married. On the flip side, she... It was always intimacy, intimacy every second. You couldn't, again, you were barely talking. And now she wants to talk a lot. Oh, why do you always, you want to use me for that? Why would you have to always, why is that always on your mind? Why? Because her, her testosterone level has normalized. And now you're stuck with somebody and they're stuck with somebody and you better have some things in common. You better have personality that's, that's clicking. You better have Dean that's on the straight, straight path because if all that stuff isn't there and it was just the intimacy, then you're going to say, I think it's going to work out anymore. And then this is why people get married and married and married. They just keep going through the honeymoon phase. So Ooh. solution. Girls will quickly forget how guys are wired and guys are forgetful how women are wired because no one's really taught us. So what I do is one of the things I teach people is I, okay, women, the average woman speaks 25,000 words per day. 25,000 words. Average man speaks 12,000 words per day. This is why when the man comes home, she says, how was your day? Fine. How was everything? Good. Who was at the wedding? Everyone. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Doubled up. Right? Yeah. She, and, the, she, and the guy's like, she's like, why are you so boring? Where's the, the details? On the flip side, honey, I got a car accident. What happened? So let me tell you what happened. So this morning I woke up and then I was thinking, do I need a tuna sandwich? Or what happened to the car? Let me tell you. So Sister Mariam called and I was like, Mariam, what's going on? And she, for 20 minutes she's talking and it's never got to the car. What happened to the car? Well, let me tell you. Like, you're just going crazy. Can you fast forward? My wife's like, no, no, you have to listen to all the details. There was these flowers and these flowers. You're just going crazy because you don't hear anything she's saying. You know what I'm talking about. You're shaking your head right now. Bro, and the, the crazy thing is when it gets repetitive. Like, the same thing oh, yeah. You just you said that You told me that You told me okay, that Okay but I let me tell you What was in the tuna sandwich It was lettuce Are you listening was lettuce. Yeah you told there me There was that. lettuce In yeah. the tuna sandwich And you know I don't like lettuce In the and tuna sandwich you, you know what the funny thing is Like they'll tell you a story As if like you never heard it before And they'll repeat it and like you remember, I'm like yeah, you told me that already, you know. Like, but let me tell you again. You have to be rude about it, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, well, I already know it. Like I'm not interested, and I have a bad right. habit where I fall asleep. Like, I, I literally fall asleep. Like I can't control it. Sometimes I told uh, my wife, I don't want to jump the subject, but uh, I told my wife, it's like tell me that boring story with you and Mariam because it, it makes me put to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did not. I promise you, I promise you, Allah is my witness. I did this with my wife, and I think I fell asleep to it, and she told me the boring story again. I fell asleep. I was sick. I wanted to fall asleep. I said, one of your boring stories that you and the girls are doing stuff, I, I had no interest for me. It just makes my mind drift away and I just, I fell asleep. So again, other girls will get mad at me, but my wife did it. And Interestingly cool. enough, I think my wife and I are flip. I'm the one that tells a long, drawn-out story and she'll just get to the point. Maybe your estrogen levels are high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. One of those and uh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of mean shake out. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say my estrogen yeah, level would be high I, too. I think uh, is that why I've been growing the man boobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
different. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are we talking about it again? So, anyways, yeah. back to the subject. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the girls, the girls that remind them, and this is what I do in the video. So, hey, yeah, the husband's like, hey, you should watch Baba Ali's video about this, where I explain to sisters that in a way that they understand. You know how you have to speak 25,000 words per day? If you don't speak them, you get frustrated and you get anxious. Because girls, if they just keep bottled up the words, they get frustrated a lot. They need to let it out. The more they let it out, they feel fantastic. When they come back with the sisters get together and they talk, 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 talk forever, they come back and they're in a super good mood. Super good for mood for everything, for your home runs and everything like that. So what happens is that you have to explain to her that a guy... Just like your words get piled up and then you have to let them all out, a man's hormones piles up and he has to let it out. And if he doesn't, he gets frustrated. Or and he can't think. Dream. And he can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't think of I mean, it. You gotta clean the sheets, which is even worse. Yeah, right? easy. Wait, hold on. Let him finish. <laughs> let the brother say what you're saying, mean, man. But that, that, that's a good idea. Because, like, wife's like, why are the be- why are the sheets always like sticky? I was like, that's because. <laughs> You know, that's what happens. <laughs> Biologically, after a timeline, this, you get I'm just going right to explode my pants. This is a live randomly. counseling. This is a live counseling session, brother. <laughs> this is why we have you here, actually. This okay. is a podcast. Well, well, this is an intervention for you, buddy. So this is what we have to deal with. <laughs> okay. No, he doesn't know this, but this, we have you here because this is intervention now. Okay. <laughs> is that why we're in the hotel room with everyone surrounding him? He's sitting yeah. there by himself? Okay. Wait, bro, we had to do this for you, bro. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyways, continue. I just had to make sure that we did the, we established some uh, pros for the sisters of why they should be. Uh, no, that's a good point. I never thought but about if that. It, if it understands it oh so it's like the way i have to let the words out yeah that's phenomenal so it's not personal and i explain it to the way you get hungry okay but what do you say i don't mean to cut you off what do you say when women say well you're not a woman you don't know how it is you get those type of people you're a guy how are you gonna a guy tell us how how you're not a woman you don't know what it's like no but women understand that you're you need to really communicate communication is really important to you right it, it, it fills up like uh, the way I can explain not even in those terms like okay imagine hunger you just ate right slowly by slowly you're not hungry right now but in a couple hours you get more and more hungry until at night you get hungry again so when you release that tension it builds up builds up builds up and then you release the tension again yeah you can't let it say and just let it boil up because it boils up now I'm going to have different trials that you don't have mm. And I'm wired this way, and I know you're wired differently. Like, for example, you're, there's a hadith that talks about if uh, the person who can control the what's between his jaws and be, what's between his legs can get jannah. Yeah. So the the jaws, who has a bigger trial of the tongue? The women. And the legs yes. is the men. For women, lowering their gaze is a joke. So lowering their gaze, and for us, oh, guys, don't get together and start backbiting behind so-and-so. Like, who cares? Like, do whatever you want, dude. So it's not that big of a deal for us, <laughs> yeah, even though yeah. some people do backbite and girls do look. Yeah. You said generally, it's, like average, yeah. Generally, yeah. it's easier for guys. Okay, guys, let's try not to backbite between this brother who's sitting here. Okay. Like, when he walks out of the room, let's not say, oh, I hate his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I hate his hat. <laughs> oh, here he comes again. Something good. Something good. Like, we don't do that. Like, we don't care. Like, it's video. a joke. It's had to be a video podcast. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we're different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's when women, like, I, I, like, you have to explain. Like, I explained to my wife and, I, and people watch us. Guys, like, even when we hang out with each other, it's totally strange for you guys. Like we're different species. They're like the same. 
Like guys, we tease each other to get close to each other. You guys are while I'm doing this, you guys are teasing each other. Yeah, yeah. And it builds a bond. So what happens? Guys get married, they tease their wife. Hey, you know you're getting big again, yeah, dude. And guess what happens? You're not building a bond. You're like, guess what? You know, no more home runs for tonight. No, yeah. you can sit in the no pay, hormones. The, for tonight. You know, home no runs, more home runs. Home, home runs, yeah. Home runs, no hormones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're not even getting on first base. <laughs> no yeah, go first base. No hormones. No. Yeah, not even get the bat. You get the pitcher. <laughs> dugout. Sit in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the stadium's closed tonight, my friends. So what happens is that <laughs> that's that. But we then the, wi- him, the way the women don't understand, I make a joke about it on stage. I said, look, men tease each other, but they don't really mean it. And women compliment each other, and they don't mean it either. <laughs> and the girls start laughing. I said, the way you guys compliment each other is the way you guys build bonds. But guys, we don't say, hey, I really like your shirt. And we really don't like it. We don't say it. If I like it, I'll tell you I like it. If I like it, it looks stupid. It stupid as hell. Dude. Yeah, like what the hell are you wearing? Green shirts, green yeah. sh- underwear for outside your pants. Well, that's weird. You're not even a superhero. It's like, why are you wearing underwear outside your pants? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we're straight up. So, you know how we're different? So, I explained to my wife, look, you're different. I'm different. This is how Allah built me. And no matter which guy you marry, sisters, they all have hormones in them. That's how they are. And guys, no matter which girl you marry... They all want to be social, especially with the people they feel comfortable with. You're not going to find a sister who doesn't talk yeah, at all. They, they're more, more introverts, but every sister likes to communicate. Sure. Is there well, building? Yeah, as yeah. we wrap up the podcast, yeah. how do people, how long does it take to set up a profile on sure. Hafardine? So we didn't even get a chance to talk about Hafardine, but I'll go quickly yeah. about Hafardine. So a long time ago, I wanted to help people get married. A lot of times I travel doing stand-up shows. I finish the shows. I hang out with brothers like this, and they all talk about marriage. And eventually, I told myself, I'm going to try to help find a way people get married because I got married. I found my other half. So I built a website called Half Ardeen. And what makes it different than other websites is that we analyze your personality. We find out what you're attracted to, and we find out what you can tolerate in a marriage. And that makes it unique because a lot of people marry someone they're attracted to, but they can't tolerate that person. And this is why we end up in divorce. Hmm. So what we try to do is say, look, you're attracted to this guy who's direct, but you're not attracted to the fact that he's that he could be insensitive. But here's the reality. Guys who are direct most likely are going to be insensitive. A guy who is ambitious is not going to be laid back. So you can't, I want a guy who's ambitious and he's laid back. It doesn't work. So I... We teach them that this is what you're most compatible with. This is who they're compatible with. And this all comes together for Afardi. And we have about 1,800 success stories. Every single profile you click on, it will analyze your profile versus their profile and tell you if how this will work out or if it won't work out. And we have live events. And our live events are very unique. We don't do speed dating. We don't put a bunch of people in a room together and say, oh, music, pretend musical chairs without the musical chairs. Mm. And so we don't do that. We do something completely different. We do it by invitation only. Around two or three hundred people apply per event. About eighty people to hundred people get in. Ooh. So about seventy percent, sixty to seventy percent rejection rating. So people who are paying, I want to get in. I have a hundred bucks. No. In fact, let's say an average event. Let's say let's say three hundred people apply, hundred get in. If two hundred people said no with hundred bucks each, that's twenty grand. I just said no to. I'm. I already got the venue. I already have the location. I just have to order a little bit more food. 20 grand? No? Yeah. I'll accept that 100 because I know it's 20 people, 200 people have no chance 
Why don't they have a chance? Because every single person who applied for the event, we asked them, what's the oldest age you'll consider for marriage? And let's say the consensus for all the girls is 36 for a guy. Right? Why, you're 37? 37. (laughs) So let's say the consensus is 37. If you're 39, we're not letting you in the event. So the guy has money. He wants to come. But we're like, we're taking your money for the sake of taking it. We're not going to take it. So we're, this is a test that we, we are constantly tested with. And we do have the temptation like everybody else does. But we're like, look, if we just take this money, they have to answer to Allah subhanahu because I feel like I'm just taking for the sake of taking it. With those 100 that come, we can end up with 30 people as a match, 30 matches. Yeah, Allah preserve wow. you guys for your, yeah. for your so, principles, man. And and the, principles. I tell you, bro, I took this to organizations. I showed them our step up system. I said, look, no speed dating. We have a system of people like they do... Uh, Games, we do activities, we do team building, we do fun stuff that people are laughing out loud. What kind of games? Like spin the bottle? No, I was. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? So, oh, yay! Yeah. Brother, can you tell, get the is that the bottle, brother, again? Please tell me. Like, no wonder it's a private event. I brought my bottle! Hey, it's a Zumzum bottle. It's a Zumzum bottle, okay? Look, sorry, we, we didn't, forgot your holiness. Sorry. Continue, continue. So, well, they bring, we actually do activities and fun stuff. So, like, I'll do one activity where I put a bunch of people, I line them up and ask them tough questions and make people go left if they think the one way and go right if they think another way. We have, like, instead of doing the typical icebreaker, tell us a little about yourself, we do it differently. We say, hey, tell us something that's true and say something that's like a wish instead of a lie. And see if people can tell if that really happened or not. And almost every single time I started off, by the way, to give an example, majority, I would say 80% of the room guesses wrong. I say, you judge a book by its cover, you will never go. I'd like give an example. Like, I'll say, okay, I walked into uh, like Death Row Records or Interscope Records and I uh, said, I'm going to work with, I'm going to get a deal with you guys. I'm going to do all your printing. Or, I went shark caging on the Gulf of Mexico and actually sat in a cage and the sharks actually fed sharks mm. on a Hawaiian vacation. I oh, know Hawaiian vacation, a Mexican vacation. Of those two, which one do you think I did? Death row records. Yeah. Interscope. I walked in and says, yeah, you, have, you have a lot of balls to walk in here. Do you know? I, I, like, well, I didn't know who they were. Like, who cares? <laughs> and they said, you have a lot of guts to sit down. And I got the deal. And I went home. I went back to my mom and dad, and we had a mom and dad print shop. And said, "We have this new company called Interscope, and we're doing all their printing." And I walked in. And I have a whole bunch of stories, bro. Oh, wow. If I tell you things that happened to me, That's you would insane. think it's unbelievable. But I know, bro. I can tell you the craziest stories have happened to me, and you're like, "Dude, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, this is like crazy. Like, I tell people, like, no, you're making this up." I said, "No, I can tell you famous things and." I get crazy. It's crazy. We have one favorite podcast and show for next time. The other half com, a cleaning company. (laughs) (laughs) 
how is it, that'll work, right? Yeah. Have, so basically, what he's saying is he wants to know where the girls got rejected go to because he wants to go there. <laughs> no, he's talking about half no, your no. jeans being cleanliness. He wants to you yeah. clean. It's like, has a cleaning company. Half your jeans. Hey, so we clean. That, that's actually pretty cool, dude. That's pretty cool. That's actually pretty. It's called cool. the other half dean.com someone's gonna probably buy it right now and it's gonna be a vacuuming yeah. place <laughs> we vacuum for you, you, you brother re- you register at both websites and you've completed your fate and we actually test the guys the guy with the vacuum wow. we check his personality but we have no idea why yeah. it's just we're gonna check his personality yeah, so what these people come to our event and we have a really good response and it's funny we we left one event i remember one of the recent events in toronto we left. We pack up our stuff. We're taking our suitcase, and we're like, "Salam come, Like, welcome, Salam. And they're still at the event. The event is five hours long. Wow! And they're still at the event. So we tell something we're doing is right. Yeah. So we made half our dean affordable, and we we tell people there's two types of products. There's ones that are bought. There's ones that are sold. The product sucks. We have to keep selling it and fast talking it. As in this podcast, I barely even talked about it. I just tell people, hey, go try it out because we want to make a product that's bought. So if the product's good, you're going to tell your friends. Now, if you go and search Google and type in word Muslim matchmaking, Muslim marriage, you'll notice that all our competition comes up. There's not one half our Dean ad. Go to Facebook, do a search, not one ad. Say, dude, how are you getting all these people to sign up? Because it works for them and they tell their friends and they tell their friends. We had, and our booth, this leader walks up, sister walks up to us. We met on half our Dean. She has her husband. We have multiple people today. And, and then she says, I said, wow, you're the third person that walked up. He says, that's nothing. I know six people, my brother-in-law, my sister, and they're all married through your website. As soon as we got married, go join it. He got married. He got married. He got married. I'll do one last story. There's two people who walked into our Long Beach event, and we were about to start, and we're about to close the doors. Hey, are we late? I was like, dude, we're about to physically start. The guy's girl's like, hey, I need to get in too. I don't know what table you guys are going to sit at. Can you guys just sit at this Last table real quick until we get started and I'll move you guys to the right table. Those two end up getting married. Wow, subhanAllah. So That's crazy. I The last thing I'll mention before I get off, inshallah, is, and this is for everybody, listeners and you guys, one of the things I always make dua, I try to make constant dua for, is bring me towards, I'll ask Allah, bring me towards companions and projects to bring me closer to you and take me away from companions and projects to take me away from you. Because sometimes I really, really want to do something, it doesn't work out. Somebody I don't want it, it works out. One guy just asked me to, guy to be part of his movie. He asked me six times. On the seventh time, I said yes. No matter what I would say to him, he would not take no for an answer. Wow. And I know friends who are trying to get into movies. And I just got back from filming a movie that's like Muslim Home Alone. It'll be coming out early 2020, inshallah. Really? It's really, really funny. It's going to be coming out of Canada. It's hilarious, dude. Cool. There's been did times... You do this thing? Uh, no, no. Well, I don't. We don't copy Home Alone. It's the same type of story oh, of Home Alone, but I'm one of the bad guys. Oh. <laughs> I have a 1950s uh, East Coast accent. The yeah, the crazy guy. <laughs> but is uh, you guys? He's already laughing because you can imagine my expressions <laughs> and my face. And it, we are there is parts in the movie that cut, cut. I mean, we can't even say the lines because everyone keeps laughing. The guy <laughs> next to me is laughing. The director, cameraman starts laughing. The director starts laughing. Everyone's like laughing. Like, dude. And I get frustrated. Can we just film this, like this one scene? It's that funny, dude. It's oh, hilarious. Wow. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. It comes out early 2020. When? Early 2020, inshallah. Do you have a name Dude. yet? Or you I, can't say yet. I can't say it. Okay. Well, as soon it's as a working title. Out, we should have you on before that. And as soon inshallah. As you, out, you should come on again to promote it, inshallah. inshallah. I just want to say one thing. I, I know just want we're, free tickets. I know, <laughs> I know we're almost out of time. I mean this seriously, dude. 
Uh, I learned a lot about you today. I respect you a lot, and I've never laughed during a podcast this much. And I'm la- I laugh so hard, my throat is almost. And I had a co- I didn't have a cold. I had an allergy from this morning, and I completely forgot about it during this time. So I, I thank you so much. I man. appreciate, it, bro. Brian, you guys saw. It. I don't have any jokes. No. You guys are laughing. Yo, like, dude, I don't have jokes. Action, I'm just like actions speak louder than words. Son. You guys got to hang out. You guys got to know who Baba Ali is. Yeah, this is me, man. Yeah, so. the, the listeners don't see uh, Baba Ali's. Facial expression. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it for a video. We got next time yeah. video. And plus, my yeah, kids you are going to come cool through our new studio. We have, we're setting up a, a bona fide YouTube channel that'll be competing against some of the best channels out there. And hopefully, inshallah, we next time you're in Chicago, I know you come out to Chicago quite often for like Mawson fundraisers and things like that. And we'd love to have you come visit our. our totally, man. I, I've done a bunch YouTube. of podcasts, bro. And this is by far the most enjoyable one. You guys are. Uh, the you're not just deal. saying that, are you? No, I'm not. Exactly. Nice, because right? other people, the other podcasters are listening. Oh. <laughs> ah, we were the best. You're not doing. You're not doing what women do, right? Just complimenting us for huh? whatever. You're not doing what women do, right? Just complimenting us. No, for compliment, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really like your, but I really like your shirt, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, well, I do like your shirt. Well, it's people know where to find you. You have fardeep.com. Yep. Um, and we'll we send you a shirt too. Yeah, we want to appreciate again. Much thanks to Bob Ali for coming through on this late Saturday night. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. Alhamdulillah. Um, You guys are awesome, man. You know, uh, you want to learn more about the Mad Mom Looks, you can go to our website, which is www.themadmomlooks.com. That's T-H-E-M-A-D-M-A-M-L-U-K-S. Info at themadmomlooks.com is our email address. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, We're asking for five-star reviews, right? (laughs) You're like, don't subscribe. Subscribe on Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, uh, there, there's uh, other false uh, people who are trying to claim credit for the top Muslim podcast when they're not even... They're not even Muslim. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> on Twitter. It's true. There's, there's so, so check out our Twitter feed if you guys want to check it out. And, and so, hey, you listeners, you guys got to gotta be up on there. You know, if he's using... Uh, I'm not going to mention his name. But he's using a certain stat that iTunes uses, uh, which incre- which shows like the amount of subscribers that increased in that particular week to measure how hot a, a podcast is. And based on that, he announced himself as a top Muslim podcast on on all of iTunes. It, it was funny because he said like, oh, I got 4,000 total downloads and I was like, well, anyone who knows anything about podcasting knows that 4,000 isn't really that much, but I guess <laughs> if, you're, if you're dumb enough to follow a fake prophet, then you're dumb enough to think that 4,000 downloads <laughs> makes you number one. Yeah. Check out our Twitter feed if you if you want to know that. No filter more. mahi. I thought I was bad. But... <laughs> no. Yeah, if you guys want to know the backstory, check out our Twitter feed and follow us on Twitter. All right, yeah, that's mine. You'll, yeah, absolutely. You'll so wrapping up here uh, again, Jazakallah Khair, Baba Ali for coming through. For my co-host Sheikh Hamer Saeed, Sim Mort, I'm Mahin signing off for the Mad Mum Looks. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.